0: I rub CBD, I'm a junk
1: You're listening to the only podcast in the universe Where clothing is optional But pot is not Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7 It's Bowl After Bowl With your hosts, Lorian and Spencer
2: Oh my god, yes That's a dumb place to keep bowls
3: Bowl After Bowl bowl after bowl bowl after bowl
4: may your bowls burn ever brighter oh yeah we hope they're burning bright bowlers keep them burning bright tonight bowlers
0: burning bright on a Tuesday night
4: and we're happy to have you back with
0: us in the bowl it is March 8th 2022 and I'm coming at you as Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City And I'm here too, Dame DeLorean. And we're back at it. Episode 143. Woo! Boy, they fly by, don't they?
4: Yeah, bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl.
0: We weren't kidding, man. We were not kidding.
4: Not a joke.
0: No joke. It is bowl after bowl. And man, we've had some bowls. We've had some bowls. We just had a bowls with buds.
4: We did.
0: If you haven't had a chance to catch that, you can check it out at uh, budswithbutts.com.
4: That's right. Budswithbutts.com.
0: Yeah, budswithbutts.com.
4: Thanks to our latest bud who's in the bowl and had a butt, Matus.
0: That's right. We sat down Friday night, talked with Matus. Great time. Good times, great oldies. Uh, he had a brand new chair to put his butt in, which was very comfy, so we heard. And uh, had a had a great goddamn time. What can we say? What can we say about it? We had a great goddamn time. They had a great goddamn time. We are going to have an additional great time with yet another newbie in the bowl. Meet us. It was his first time in the bowl. This Friday, we're sitting down with a bowler for the first time as well. It will be Farmer Todd. Woo!
4: Yeah, Farmer Todd. Coming Farmer at Todd. the bowl Friday.
0: So excited about it. So excited. Thank you, Harv Hat, by the way, uh, for a little... Boost confirmation that we are now live now in CurioCaster. All right. So you can find us live in CurioCaster. You can boost us live via Boost CLI as well. Uh, always on the boosts. And uh, we're out here on the front lines just uh, running with scissors.
5: This is a new live
4: son of a bitch. We're nuts.
0: It's, uh, it's all in the newness. While we're out here being nuts, what can we say?
4: And if you send in a boost and you're in our chat room which is pound bull after bull on the zero node, you'll see the lovely boost after boost bot share your message. That's right. Also,
0: new in the past week, we got a Masto boost.
4: I saw that. That's very cool.
0: A little Mastodon booster, and you can find that bot and follow it if you're interested. His name is BoostBot, at BoostBot at social.v4v.dev. That's our little... It's in the testing stages right now, but... Uh, Yet again, we are set up with some awesome tools from C Dubs and the crew. Thanks, crew. You uh, guys rule. C Dubs leading the charge on that in a big way. And it's easy to use. You can look up the Boost Bots. We'll have a link to the GitHub repo. Um, for the chat bot, the IRC bot that we use, you have to install that on your node and it will watch your invoices come in and reflect them in the chat. But for the Boost Bot, it works a little differently. You put a little split in your uh, feed for the boost bot. Uh, Put a little one splitty. You can put uh, any amount in, but the minimum is just one sat. Or, I should say, 1% of the split, not one sat. Uh, But for the bot to work, it needs to receive one sat. So what that means is, if you have a one split for the bot, the boost should be 100 or more sats right around there. Uh, Sometimes you lose some on fees or whatever. But basically, the the bot has to receive at least one sat in the split for it to be able to see that your boost came through. So it's boosting all of the uh, all of the boosts at right around 100 sats and up, which is cool. It's working. And uh looks like besides the test show c put in, we're the only ones in there. So add your podcast now to the BoostBot for as low as a 1% split. Fantastic idea. It looks great. It's a great thing to do. It's very fun. Spreads your boosts across the internet and penetrate the Fediverse with your boost messages. Pretty cool, right?
4: Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty legal.
0: Pretty legal, man. Been in a code hole.
4: You drug me into it.
0: Let me tell you. Yeah, I'm trying to make you learn some code here. Sort of uh, shoulder the load. Because the kids are a little too young still to learn code.
4: Yeah, they got to master reading first.
0: You got to learn to read, and then you got to learn to type. Then you can learn to code. Once you can read, and then you can type. Then uh, it's all downhill from there. Just a nice, simple coast.
4: But you can read and type. I can. Quite well, actually. Proficiently.
0: And you wrote your first uh, your I'm, first Python program. I
4: did. I wrote my first Python code, and I ran it. It executed correctly. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Look at you. Look at you. But it, uh, it told me, it asked me my name, mm-hmm. and I could give it my name. And then it asked me how old I was, which is a little impolite. Um, but then it told me that next year I'll be a year older because it added one to my current age. Yeah. This was the first little project in the how to automate the boring stuff that I've been reading.
0: That's right.
4: And, uh, I reluctantly did it with Sir Spencer over my shoulder.
0: (laughs) Net net asks, hello world. Uh, we did it one better.
4: Yeah. We did in the morning.
0: That's right. Yep. Hello world is overrated. We replace all Hello Worlds within the morning.
4: Yes, I learned about strings and ints and floats, and I'm feeling uh, pretty good, pretty good about it.
0: There we go. I
4: thought, wow, this is easy. And then I was like, eh, this is chapter one, so let's not get too, uh, you know, eager beaver over here.
0: Yeah. And then you were excited because you saw a Poshmark uh, Python script.
4: Yes, and I started thinking about all the boring stuff I do that I would like to automate and uh, I sell a few things on Poshmark every once in a while and one of the things you have to do on there if you want to make sales is share your items to the world the feed or to posh parties that happen daily and I thought wow wouldn't it be nice if I could just one-click share all of this crap in my posh closet well lo and behold on GitHub, someone's already written a code for that, so I just have to run it myself. And I f- I feel confident enough to go ahead and try that. So that's my uh that's my next project for this weekend.
0: Yeah, that is kind of the universal statement. Lo and behold, somebody has already written it on GitHub. Yeah,
4: <laughs> thank it's goodness.
0: Probably out there. You just gotta find it. That's the big issue. Finding it, finding it, and then repurposing it for your own little evil purposes. Trap code, trap code, that's what it was.
4: Yeah, so I've started my journey. Uh, you yeah. know, written my first code, so I can't pretend to be ignorant anymore. It's too late. Nope. The code got gotcha. you. Yep. First, you sucked me in with the tables. You helped me make some tables for you to make something, and now look at me. You can't suck yes. me in.
0: Yeah, that's right. To well, hell I can't. Turns, turns out you can.
4: Turns out I can <laughs> <laughs> You've been sucked. Done been
0: sucked. I'm working on my own little project, ClipSlit, which I am excited to be done with whenever that happens. I expect to uh, at least be testing it by the end of this month. Um, hopefully, hopefully in time for right around the time that uh, Cold Acid's Painter Story is released because it's another big project that we're working on.
4: Ah, uh, Yes.
0: Uh, this month, so those are the, those are the two projects at the forefront of my mind in this month. And then, uh, basically, what Clipslit is going to do is be a clip, ISO, and jingle database. Uh, a lot of us have been thinking about it for a long time. That it would be nice to have. And for Misinformed Nation, which is a podcast that uh, Blueberry kind of spearheaded, but uh, original founders were uh, Blueberry along with Sir Seat Sitter, myself, and Gwiff the Cock, uh, we do that uh, podcast about other podcasts, very meta. The rest of the podcasts in the universe. Well, last time we had a little uh, prompt to submit clips from, you know, whatever you guys are listening to out there in Podland, podcast land. And uh, we, got, we got some good responses, but we figured if there was a website people could just upload the clip to and tell us some data about it at any time, then uh, you could just slide it in the clip slit. And it would be available for anybody to pull out. Then that idea kind of expanded to, well, hey, what if uh, I could use that for my show? What if I could use that? What if other people could use it for their show? So that's the idea. I'm trying to build it out to where if you're a podcaster, you could sign up, have a little podcast page. Say so you use the clip slit, tell people you they can submit jingles and ISOs and clips there. And then uh, Booberry was talking on the old hog story last night and talking about how it's tough for him to find an interface for clip playing that's like reliable that he you know can like and color code and that fires when it needs to fire. So I may uh kind of version two be playing with um, a whole soundboard interface that you can customize. Ooh. But uh, the M- the MVP is going to just be database that houses the clips, describes the clips, and allows you to access the clips. Maybe just via a simple download. Uh, I think you'll you'll be able to play them in browser that that part should be pretty easy uh then coming up with a UI to kind of stack and maybe even color code the clips maybe have sound buttons maybe create a whole sound board for a podcaster to use I definitely want to do that eventually too but uh
4: one well, thing I, at a time one
0: thing at a time I need to get to the finish line of of just getting the clip slit database yeah so I'll have a slit for all your clips to slide into Yeah. Very excited to work on that. Now,
4: you brought up Hog's story. I did indeed. From last night. Yes. And I want you to know, a very funny thing happened Uh last night where the girls had brushed their teeth, washed their faces, gotten their jammies on, our four-year-old and our now three-year-old, and they were ready for bed. And I said, okay, just run down to the bowl and say goodnight to dad because you were working on the clip slit. Uh, And they came down here. And they were down here for, like, longer than just saying, goodnight, Dad, hugs and kisses, and then coming back up to me. So I started walking down, and Asina opens up the bowl door and is crying. I said, why are you crying? She said, I didn't get to say night-night to Fletcher. (laughs) I was like, what? And then I look down, I see you got your headphones on, microphone in position, arms flapping around. And I'm like, oh. He called in on the mic, and Rayla's just dancing around, because she'll just stick her face right in the mic and you know get in there so i carried a scene down was like put the headphones on i'm like well get in there say night night to fletcher if it bugs you so much jeez. and she did
0: yes yeah, she did
4: so uh thanks fletcher for being gracious enough to let the children in the smoker <laughs> to say good night to everyone <laughs> it the, really uh, made their night
0: yeah they had a lot of fun doing that They fletcher had a solo show last night because uh carolyn needed a day to get her internet on need an extra day and they did the show tonight. They just wrapped up uh, just before this show, in fact. So here we are. Uh, super Smoky Toki Tuesday. hey For all of you out there in listener land. Uh, it's been a rowdy night so far. Uh, speaking of rowdy, too, and coding, they kind of intersect because uh, rowdy Roger Roundy messaged me. He's putting together a portfolio site of his own. He wanted to link to our uh, Able and the Wolf project and, and specifically to an about page. Uh, and he was like, "Can I get a direct link to the to the value for value story? Because that's a it is kind of a crucial part of the message on the website." Well, the way that I wrote the website is a single page React uh, application, which exists all on one page. And basically, the way it works is it shows you the home page when you go there. Then it has a nice little menu, and the menu fires off and will render different views to your uh, viewing pleasure. As you click them, and it's all JavaScript magic, as it clicks, uh, as you click, the view just changes. All the content on the page changes. It's pretty much instant. And you'll notice that the URL does not change. And that's because technically all that is on the same page. It's on one page. So there's no uh, there's no way to link to the value for value story or link to the about mm. or anything like that. So <laughs> I always knew that uh, the day would come where I'd have to rewrite the whole Able and the Wolf website and, uh, maybe make routing a little more sophisticated. Uh, cause it's not like you can't route and react or you can't, you know, do all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I did something that was, uh, viable in the, t- in the short time window I had to work with while still, you know, looking decent. And that was kind of my goal. So that's the reason it exists like that. Anybody's curious and, uh, yeah, if you want the uh if you want the value for value page of Abel and the Wolf, you gotta go to abelandthewolf.com, and the Wolf dot com and you gotta click on value for value. <laughs> you can't just go to Able and the dot com slash value for because value, that will give you a dangle four oh four, my man. Uh, it's just the way she is right now. It's just the way she is. So another uh another project on the horizon, which uh like I said, I knew it was a matter of time. Uh, I want it to be a little more sophisticated in the future. I wanna have some more information about it. And um our purpose and our scope is sort of growing and creeping and widening, which is cool. It's awesome. So, um, I figure there will be a time that will make sense to expand the website and to add some more content and maybe even change the core functionality of how it works too. But for now, it's all on that one page, ableandthewolf.com.
4: Links in the show notes. That's right. Links always (laughs) in the show
0: notes. (laughs) Showboating in the show notes. Um, I'm, this is conflicting too, because now I'm, been threatening the bowlers for almost two years of a, of a bull after bull.com redesign, which is desperately needed far more. I would say even than, uh, the able and the wolf redesign. So hopefully it goes clip slit to bull after bull redesign to able and the wolf redesign coupled with maybe working on a music app, starting on that music listening app. Um, cause a lot of the functionality I'm going to build into clip slit is sort of the foundation and building block for potentially a a music app for this value-for-value system that we have. so
4: I thought Adam Curry was going to learn Rust and just do that all himself.
0: Oh, he's making threats. (laughs) He's making threats.
4: All all you got to do is build a front end. You forgot an important to-do in there, though. Cold Acids Painter story.
0: Yes. Well, that is a given, and it's being worked on as we speak. That's right. In the works. Yeah, Cold Acids Painter story, we're in, uh, week one is done. We're actually in week two of that. Or that bad boy. I've been looking through some tutorials, and uh, Ren'Py is the program that we'll be building it in. Which is a uh, it's a program where you can develop visual novels. Uh, does a lot of the scaffolding and coding for you, and you can kind of focus on writing the story, building your assets, building your art, making your game, uh, which is cool. It's nice. So that's that's fun, and it's a new thing. Kind of a thing. It's it's one of those things where I would have never. You know, I would have never probably worked on a visual novel on my own volition. Uh, not, and of course, not because I have anything against visual novels or I don't like them or I've never played them. I've played a few, but uh, it's just kind of it's overshadowed by all of my other interests that just kind of dogpile and grow. And so, uh, uh, to hack my way through the jungle of things I'm interested in and want to do to get all the way down to visual novels would be. Um, just statistically improbable, to put it politely. But when Abel Kirby approaches you and he's like, hey, man, you want to work on a visual novel? There's only one answer. There's only one answer to give.
2: Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Yes.
0: The Seriously. Tri- the triple oh, my God with the yes.
4: Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Yes.
0: I mean, that's what you said, right?
4: Yeah. I was really excited. I was giddy when Abel reached out to me.
0: See, now, your work, you have more to show for yourself than I have because I've been just kind of looking through tutorials and reading up on RenPy itself, which... That's work. You can just tell people you've done it, but you can't really show your work. It's not documented. There's there's no proof of work. Uh, Although I did make two uh, quick and dirty little uh, music clips for it, too. Yeah, you did. Which which was fun. He wanted something goofy and comical, and then he wanted something uh, romantic. There's a couple other prompts in there. But uh, I went with Goofy Comic and I went with Romantic because it seemed, you know, in my wheelhouse for moods to create, I suppose.
4: Well, I was really excited because uh, I got added to the script writers team. So I'm going to start scripting tomorrow. I'm so excited. Nice. I picked up my scene to start with. And yeah, tomorrow's my day to bang stuff out for Painter Story. So.
0: You already banged out a bush, I understand. I
4: banged out a bush, but I'm going to keep working on it now that I've read the story the synopsis of what's going on, at least for part one. I want I to make a, a painted bush.
0: Ooh. Have to,
4: so I'm still working on things, you know. Okay. Nothing like final it. yet.
0: That's what's cool, though, is uh, you get a bunch of these creative types together, and then you get your first rough draft, and then you look at everybody else's stuff, and you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, you added this. Oh, that gives me an idea. I love that uh, creative process. It's like feel like we're hitting that in the second week that stride and that spark of like oh everybody's in and has stuff in there now has stuff in the folder and um yeah we're taking it off taking it all off taking it all off for cold acids painter story you better believe it you better believe also we've got some people to thank for helping us put this show together um even though you can't link directly to it we are a value for value podcast and uh what that means is we put the value in every week Sometimes twice a week, if we can help it, if we can find a bud to sit down in the bowl with. And uh, we give it to you, the listener. And it's yours up front, with no strings attached. Uh, if you don't like it, you can, of course, lump it. All we ask is if you find value. And uh, you're coming back for more, more and more. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can return that value uh, to us, and to the bowlers, really, and to the to the larger universe. It's not just... Lorien and I sitting here making the show and it's not just Lorien and I who benefit from your value. When you give to the show, it's the entire, uh, community at large. And it even spills over to the other shows on the no agenda stream. Um, and, uh, just shows in our orbit, which is great. So, um, the way it works is you can start real simple. Something like passing the bowl. If you enjoy it and you know, somebody else who's a weird, uh, quasi stony freak a bowler a bowler we call him oh you can roll that bowl right on over to him send him to bowl after tell him to get on Curiocaster when we go live on tuesdays after dh unplugged uh all that kind of stuff man we don't hit in the mouth because we're stoners so we're sort of
4: we just pass the bowl
0: yeah we just pass the bowl on to the friend to the left puff twice and then pass to the left that's the uh tradition culturally
4: puff puff pass
0: we also have a very easy way to interact with the show every Tuesday night, isn't that right?
4: We do. Every week, we have a first time I ever topic, and we like it when the bowlers call in and share their stories with us. This week, the first time I ever topic is the first time I ever met a goat. That's right. All you have to do if you want to contribute your first time I ever story is... Call C.
0: 607 3663 and the play your along after bull. bowl after the Now Tech Exams Net is in the bowl, which you can find yourself by going to bullafterbull.com, clicking on listen live, and there's a little Kiwi link. If you're not familiar with IRC and you don't have your own IRC client, well, you can just use Kiwi in your web browser, and that's a pretty simple, easy way to do it. We don't even ask you that uh, you pick a password or anything. You can just click on it and go right there. Uh, but tech Exams net. He's in the IRC. Could be she. I'm guessing he. Odds seem good. Uh, asks, what? Is the bullafterbull.com bowl equivalent of a douchebag? Is it a dirty bong water? Oh, no, 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 my friend. Uh, we call him a mooch, so we always like to remind uh, people of the first rule of smoking.
6: First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time.
0: It's just bad manners. So, with Value for Value, if you're getting value out of the show, we just ask that you pinch some off and put it back in the bowl. And time, talent, or treasure, that's the way to do it, Uh, but the way to not do it is being a mooch. Dude, I've been mooching off you for years. So... Uh, if you're a mooch, you can always fix that by going to bullafterbull.com. Click the donate button, uh, and that takes you to a PayPal, which is slightly weaning in popularity these days, but uh, the PayPal will always be around for as long as they'll keep the lines open. You know, we're not saying that uh, we're impervious to uh, the PayPal murder. It could happen, you never know. They take people down all the time for any kind of little whim. Uh, but that's one way to submit some treasure to the bowl, keep the internet bill paid, keep the servers running, all of that good stuff, like our good buddy Cotton Gin did. He's on a monthly donation of four twenty.
4: Yeah, thanks Cotton Gin.
0: So we very much appreciate that. Uh, that's all that came out into PayPal this week, but there is a funner, more fun, funnerer, the technical term, uh, growing in popularity, this podcasting 2.0 value for value system, a way to instantly send value over the lightning network uh, via Bitcoin. And you can do that by going to NudePodcastApps.com and get yourself a Nude Podcast app. Podcast apps need no clothes. And of course in the bowl, clothing is always optional. So a Nude Podcast app allows you to load a wallet with sats. Those are little pieces of Bitcoin. And you can boost. You can uh, send those little pieces of sats just like NetNed just did.
4: Thanks, NetNed.
0: Thank you, sir.
4: I didn't and, hear my uh, pew.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 trying to find the find the reason why we never heard a pew. And I can probably fix that. If you're running helipad, of course you hear this neat little pew. Uh we worked on getting helipad uh installable into the raspy Blitz and now you can install it straight from the menu. Oh there's the there pews. It is. There's my pews. I knew the pews was around. Uh yeah, you can jam sats into the show. We're live on Curiocaster, so you can boost it live. What's cool about the live tag is if you have a guest on and they have a node, like Metis did, then you can put them in the split. What's cool about uh, the value-for-value system, if you put an album out there, you can divide royalties into splits. If everybody has a node, you can bake royalties in forever. Permissionless, you don't have to have a manager, you don't have to have a contract, you don't have to have anything other than an RSS feed that says where that stuff goes. Such a beautiful system. Such a beautiful system. And uh, we want to thank some people for shooting us some sats into this beautiful system. Plenty of people listen to uh, that bulls with buds with Metis, Uh including scrolling to the correct. Uh, oh, we got a big hi from V for V Dev.
4: Oh hi V for V Dev.
0: Twenty two twenty two sats. That's of course the boost bot that we talked about earlier. And C Dubs is in charge of that. Uh, we got a skipping that song boost from the live stream the other day. <laughs> thank you, Ned. That's always good to skip a bad song. If a bad song comes up, I will skip it for your value. Many many ways to provide value. Uh 333. A great number from Chad Farrow, who said really enjoyed this one about the bulls with buds with Mitas. So thank Aww, you. Thanks, thank you, Chad. Chad. Uh he also gave three thirty three sats to the Phone Boy episode, episode one twenty. Uh thousand sats, anonymous from CurioCaster, and then a couple 508s from Cotton Gin for Bulls with Buds with Minas. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, Cotton Gin. We mentioned at the top of the show, 4269 from uh, Harv Hat, who told us we were indeed live on Kiriocaster. Uh, 2169 from c Boost and live via Boost CLI. We'll always have a link for that, too, in the show notes. Boost CLI allows you to boost from the command line if you run a node, so you don't have to uh, use a middleman app necessarily. If you run a node already, you can boost directly from the command line. Straight from the source to the source. Peer to peer. Truly. Truly lovely. Uh, pew Pew to 420 from NetNet.
4: Net. Yeah, thanks Aunt Ned. And 8888
0: from Abel Kirby. That's like his calling card.
4: All right. Thanks, Abel Kirby.
0: Line of eights. He says, my first goat, MFG, was the livestock show. Deerfield Fair when I was a kid. My family raised chickens one season. My neighbors raised cattle. And various friends raised sheep, etc. However, MGF. My goat friend, see he reverses the order there, he's clever, he's always trying to trick me. Uh, His first goat was in Deerfield. Fantastic. So that's just a taste, that's just a taste of the things that you gotta think about when calling in. 816-607-3663. And, best of all, if you're voice shy, or if you think your voice is stinky, or whatever, uh, or if, you know, if you're too drunk to speak into the phone properly, uh, then you can text, because, you know, texting while you're drunk is always easier than just calling and talking for uh, <laughs> minutes upon minutes. Another programming note, there is a three-minute cutoff on the voicemail line, so if you go over three minutes, it will cut you off. One more programming note before we move forward. Uh, the Rev just confirmed with his, uh, his wife that he left his mic at home.
4: Aww.
0: So the metal moment today will be delayed, which is no big deal, Rev. I've left my mic at home before. A um, couple of meetups I've been to. where Yep. I did not bring the mic. How could you? How would you? Well, it happens. It happens to the best of us and the rest of us. And uh, Rev, you're among the best of us.
4: Yeah, we and love the Rev.
0: We wish you safe travels, Holland, load all over this great country of ours. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, so that's our that's our bowlers, our producers. If you'd like to help out. Of course, you can boost throughout the show, or you can head over to the PayPal by clicking donate on com. And uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, bitch. Love you.
4: Oh, we had some physical stuff come into the bowl, too, though.
0: That's right. There's uh, secret ways to find out where exactly the bowl is on the planet, and we did have a couple of bowlers do Send just that. Thanks. They sent us some stuff, man. I like stuff in the mail. So
4: Yeah, I a, like
0: stuff, though. This is a... Uh, this is an envelope. Yeah. It's postmarked here in the United States. We don't dox. We don't dox here. What could it be filled with? What
4: could it be now? This is a cold open, so. Holy moly, look Ooh. at that. It's like the
0: old cartoons where uh, someone show you a picture of their kids in their wallet, and then it just like flops out, all folds out. It rolls
4: onto the ground. This is a big <laughs> Yeah.
0: of bowl after bowl stickers and I definitely recognize these as the ones on Mousy Bear's Wellness Gummies
4: Woo-hoo.
0: if you order the bowl after bull edition gummies so now I have an idea of where this came from oh and plenty of business cards here too Mousy yeah. Bear Wellness Gummies business cards we'll have to give a couple of those to the chiropractor Heck yeah. hang them up at the chiropractor office
4: I'm going to spread them around town and I'll have some for the uh, Bitcoin block party for sure
0: we have a note, too. Handwritten from Mousy Bear herself. Uh, Spencer and Lorian, thank you so much for all the love and support. It means so much to me. You two make the greatest team, and I love and respect both of you so much. Never stop being your awesome selves. Heart, always, Mousy Bear. Oh You're such a sweet We love you,
4: Mousy Bear. That's right. And your husband, Tunta. Oh, my God, yes. And Is your beautiful true? children. Yeah. Just a great, wonderful family.
0: Great peoples. Great peoples. And delicious
4: gummies. You can get some at mousybear.com. That's right. And use the code in the morning for 10% off. And ask for the special bowl after bowl shapes.
0: Very cool, very cool. We also got this uh, envelope here, which I'm not sure what it could contain. So we'll, this is a larger kind of a yellow manila. One of those ones, it has the built-in bubbles in it, the little... Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about—the little poppies, the little poppers. Yeah, the poppers, you know. Oh, the card—you f- always you're supposed to open the card first. Right? Yes, that's that's just uh, tradition. Sealing wax—I would reckon, uh, recognize that seal anywhere. Oh yes, that's the uh, ITM seal, legit sealing wax, so you know it came from a knight or dame. Uh, it's addressed to Spencer Lorian and Cubs. Oh, that's a beautiful card, Ooh. too. We've got some eyes on the front there, some uh, eye of rock looking kind of And there.
4: they're shiny, like gold metal, metallic shiny.
0: And it's from Widow Garrett.
4: Yeah, Widow Garrett, my Wid- voice twin.
0: Yeah, Widow Garrett. You guys, you guys sound similar. She sure. called into
4: Hog Story once, and I we looked at each other, you and I, and I was like, I don't remember calling. Jeez, I must have been blackout drunk. And then it was not me. <laughs>
0: Hey, bowler, she says. Uh, She kind of has a similar handwriting to you, too. To the friends I have yet to meet. Thanks so much for the hours of fun. Sensible and enlightening company. I admire the kind, brave, and passionate way you are blazing a path with your wolf pack. Keep the fire going. Love, Widow Garrett. Oh! This charm was made with love and good vibes. The light it catches helps to remind me that there is beauty around us always if we have the right perspective. Love is lit.
4: Love is lit.
0: Charming charm. And inside, indeed, uh, we, do have a, we do have a package here. Oh, ceiling wax again. Look at this. is like a moon. Ooh. There's like a moon stamped on that.
4: Oh, that's cool.
0: She went all out on this. Thank you, Widow Garrett. This is so cool.
4: Yes, this is exciting. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, that's a beautiful sun catcher. Check that
0: thing wow. out. That's like a...
4: It's got lots of crystals and charms. It's
0: like a two foot long uh, charm uh, sun catcher. Beautiful. And then it's got another ceiling wax stamp. There was a seahorse oh, sea on that
4: seahorse. I want to be a little seahorse. Hang me
0: in a sunny spot. We will absolutely will do. do that. We Thank have the you. perfect
4: bay window for it. This is
0: beautiful. We'll have to take a picture of it. Yes. We get it we'll up. post
4: it in the show notes. Show notes.
0: That's where it all goes, you know, at the end of the day the end of the day. Thank you, bowlers.
4: Yeah, we love you, bowlers. Oh, and there's oh a little, something fell out. There's
0: a little other charm here. Look at this. this is a bonus. Would you look at this? It's like a bonus bowl. This these is a bonus zipper bowl. poles double as fidget spinners in a pinch. LOL.
4: Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome because... Take a look at that. Look yeah. at it. Ooh. Would you look at it? Oh, these are lovely. They're pretty. They have glass beads and tassels. And we are... Losing zipper pulls a lot in the South. This it's a house.
0: zipper tickler. So. Hey, oh. Thank you, Widow Garrett. That was very yes, sweet. Yes,
4: thank you. Very sweet. Ah, it's so beautiful. Mm.
0: Awesome. 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 Awesome sauce. We have it's to like
4: hang like, it up uh, before the kids awake, though, for sure. Look <laughs> like at my birthday all over again. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you,
0: all the bowlers, so much.
2: They really got the Sphinx Tribe rocking.
0: That is not the one I wanted to hit. Thank you, bitch. That's the one. There we go.
4: But we do have the Sphinx Tribe rocking. And true. right now, if you want to join, there's no fees.
0: That's right, because I keep forgetting to raise the fee, it's still at zero. So if you go to tribes.sphinx.com and you have a Sphinx account, you can join Bull After Bowl for free. Speaking of Sphinx and uh, Lightning and all that. I said to say I did not make the Casey Bitcoin meetup that was tonight.
4: This is the first one you've missed since first, you started going, it right? Is.
0: It's the first one I missed since I started going.
4: You'll be dearly but, missed. Uh,
0: I was deep into the the coding class. I had to. I stayed late because we were having yet another issue setting up source Uh-oh. control in a project and just like creating it. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit my ass down here. I am going to walk through step by step on how to do this explicitly because we're getting into some deeper content. We're getting into uh, installing identity samples and hooking up entity frameworks so that you can manipulate a data a SQL database through an MVC app, deep level concept stuff. And so we have to, have to, have to be comfortable with setting up an application by now. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stay late. I'm going to walk through this. I'm going to answer questions. I'm going to make sure that you guys are at least comfortable walking through a step-by-step PDF guide and doing this. Um, and, you know, I, it's like it's week seven of an intensive boot camp. So it's like I'm not expecting you to just be cranking out NBC apps like by this point. You know, you've kind of see, seen them for the first time last week. But... And need you to be able to set up the application. So that's kind of why I didn't have time to go to the meetup and then, of course, the show tonight. Uh, usually I can pull that off on a Tuesday regardless, but um, tonight just wasn't the night. So I'll be at the next one. Uh, CaseyBitcoiners.com. If you're interested in joining me at one of these fancy meetups and you're in the Casey area, I was uh, looking before the show and it was over 2,500 sats a dollar and I was like, all right, cool, awesome. Uh, a little bit of dip. I like a dip because I like to buy me some sats and get get uh, the most sats for my buck. But of course, lo and behold, since the start of the show, the price has climbed up again, and uh. now we are at about twenty four oh seven sats per dollar, according to the latest numbers. And uh, yeah, it's hanging yeah. in there though. It's hanging in there, right around thirty eight to forty one hundred. Right now, it's uh, forty one thousand. I say hundred. I meant thousand. Thirty eight to forty one thousand. It's kind of what we've been seeing for the past few weeks. Forty-one thousand four hundred and fifty-five by my count right now. Current price of the corn, the Bitcoin. Ah, uh, Bitcoin. I had uh, interesting. I saw an interesting toot today on podcastindex.social from Todd Cochran. Uh, Todd, of course, is one of the guys behind the Blueberry uh, plugin, the podcasting plugin for WordPress. And uh, he had said one thing about running your own Lightning node. This is not for the faint at heart, considering you need to be on a Ring of Fire to easily move satoshis. Um, and then, uh, he kind of expressed some frustration about it. He says, while the, while the Satoshi stream guys have ring of fire, you can work with is anyone within this group organizing their own ring of fire. I'm a bit dangerous yet in figuring this out, but it's a total mind fuck. <laughs> 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 and this is our on chain off chain. This is our cocaine shit stain right there in plain sight. So, um, I know a lot of people talk about the ring of fire and I always, I always come back and say this over and over, but I will say it again in the hopes of just saying it more is going to increase the chances that people will hear it at least one time. And I I am under no impression that Todd Cochran listens to bull after bull. I don't think he does. I've been messaging him personally, but uh, there's other, I know there's other people out there that feel the same way that he feels or that have heard the same things that he's been hearing, et cetera, et cetera. So, For the purposes of, you know, anybody who's trying node stuff, a ring of fire is a channel creation strategy. It's not a thing that once you're in, you're in, and you have to have one to move sats around and all this. In order to move sats around on a node, what you need to be is well-connected, at least decently well-connected, right? You don't need 20,000 channels. I recommend having at least six good, well-thought-out channels good and well thought out, meaning that they're decent in size at the very minimum, I'd say 250,000 sats uh, but aim higher, you know, aim for a million sats Those are, uh, that's starting to get to a good channel a million sats, because then you could have a half a million on each side if it's a balanced channel um, but a ring of fire, that's just a way to establish the channels first, now it's a great way to establish channels, especially if you're in a new node and you don't have many channels, because it allows you to basically get two channels for the price of opening one channel. It's a circular opening strategy. People have heard me say it too many times, so I won't go into it in super depth, but uh, that's the TLDR on it. You open one channel, somebody else opens the same size channel to you, everyone balances at the same time, boom, you have two channels for the price of one. Um, you don't need to be in or on one in order for you know the lightning strategy to work, but you can see how that is... An efficient way of obtaining channels. Uh, I took a look at Todd's node, and he has a singular channel right now, and his channel is to the podcast index node. So then I did a little further digging to the podcast index node, because I remember them talking about it on podcasting 2.0 that uh, the the fees were adjusted up recently. I didn't really understand how high the fees had been adjusted up, and so I'm sort of confused and maybe some of my lightning bros can help me out understanding the strategy behind this. But uh, if you look on Amboss at the fee report, Amboss.space is one of the cool node explorers that you can do. Uh, 1ml.com is the other one I'm aware of. But on Amboss.space, it'll show you a fee report. It kind of compares the fees of a, a node to the nodes around it, to the nodes connected to it, to the averages, all of that kind of stuff. And it turns out Podcast Index node has a average fee rate of
4: 9900
0: ppm Dang. which is pretty high pretty high i like to aim so i like to encourage micropayments because of the nature of this uh, value for value system you're usually sending small payments sometimes you're just streaming 3 sats at a time if you're actually streaming per minute streaming sats so, I like to keep the base fee at zero, so you're not charging every single time you route a payment, and then sort of a little higher than um some somewhat higher than average p p m which to me is in the range of like three to six hundred p p m uh the nine thousand nine hundred is the highest fee I've ever seen um on average, and I tried to click around on some other nodes to kind of compare. Just to try and find a higher node, um, it also shows you the max and the median. And so the max fee is 10,000 ppm, and I think that they have on their node uh, most of the channels set to 10,000 ppm, uh, which would come out to, I think, 1%. So a 1% fee on Lightning is incredibly high. On Chain, not so high, really. Uh, If you buy Bitcoin from, say, like an ATM, you're going to be charged 5 plus percent. Uh, on exchanges it's usually anywhere from a half a percent to um i don't know sometimes three somewhere in there but uh for instance if you buy bitcoin on chain at coinbase pro the the fee is half a percent which is which is half of the fee currently being charged just by routing on on one hop on the podcast index uh node so i'm just interested also it it makes for an incredibly high ratio. So their fee ratio right now is 55X, which means this node charges 55.08 times what it costs to receive uh, compared to what it costs to send. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess if people can help me out as to as to what the deal is. I, don't, I, I remember... I They didn't really talk about it very much in depth, but I kind of posted there on Podcast Index just kind of asking and being curious about it, and I didn't really get... A lot of chatter back yet. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But Mm. in my estimation, the fees are too damn high (laughs) to be practical. Because my understanding of the purpose of the podcast index node, uh, other than obviously to collect all of these payments that are split to it, because, of course, the index gets 1% of just about every one of these transactions. Uh, They ask for it. It's voluntary. It's a value for value proposition. So it's totally voluntary, but, uh, the apps that use the podcast index API are asked to put a 1% split in for the index, which, uh, they all do as far as I know, as far as I'm aware. So, um, yeah, just uh, that is why if you are noticing that you're not able to send sats anywhere or that routes constantly fail, uh, that would be wise. You're getting nailed for a huge fee on that hop in particular, and in Todd Cochran's case, that's his only channel. He's just got one channel to the index. Oof. So that, you know, those sats are going to be very difficult to route. And so I'm just kind of interested in what's the overall strategy or what's the reasoning behind that particular number. Um, I know that, you know, they were getting channels blown out, and so that had to be raised. I'm just not sure. I think it might be just an overcorrection is my just my initial guess. But I could have it totally wrong, too. I totally understand that. So... Um, I'm just interested in that. But I figured I'd share it on the show cause I came across it today looking around at stuff, helping people out, helping people wipe that shit stain off of their cocaine.
4: Does this mean that there's another ring of fire coming up?
0: There will be another ring of fire. Uh, I'm talking with Todd about what his target is for liquidity or for his, you know, channel size. Um, what size it'll be. I'm not sure yet. Probably not a huge one, probably 300 K. Uh, I wanted, I advise him to do 300K minimum. That's the size of his channel to the podcast index right now. I'm hoping bigger, but um, I won't be able to participate in it personally. I don't have a liquidity at this current moment. Uh, that might change by the time we start the node, I'm not sure. Or start the ring of fire, I should say. But you know, if you're interested, there's a channel, Ring of Fire, uh, here on Zero Note as well that you can hop into. And um, you can also email me, spencer at bullafterbull.com. And we can get you in the Ring of Fire. I might even do it with as little as three people. I know Satoshi's stream was interested in starting one. So it might be Todd and Satoshi's stream and then anybody else who's interested. If you want to be in another Ring of Fire, help some people find other routes, uh, more reasonably feed routes, um, then let us know.
4: All right. And that's my segment. Oh, Cool. Well, according to early Nielsen reports, 33 million people in the United States watched the Dusty Man's State of the Union last Token Tuesday. Oh,
0: wow. How about that? How
4: about the... Uh, How about that. Uh, I don't know. Numbers. Statistics. You know? That's a fascinating number to land on. Right. Quite the magic number headline maker. And then I saw this week uh, this great little story about a Ukrainian film star aged 33 who was killed according to the story in the Russia Ukraine war while defending his country an actor and his death was announced at an international film festival oh just felt very wag the dog to me suspicious very suspicious of course uh you know the magic number has been blowing up with the Russia stuff uh so there was Allegedly 33 killed and 18 injured in Russian strikes in uh, Ukraine's Chernihiv city. And then to another place in the world, uh, 27 killed and 33 wounded in a militant attack in central Mali. You'll be surprised to find out there weren't that many kuf stories. You know, the kuf has uh, pretty much dried up, gone away. (coughs) Oh, shit. Packed yeah. and moved out of the narrative. That's
0: right. We're on, uh, we're on to the next thing.
4: Yeah, we're on to Russia, Russia, Russia.
0: Fully installed.
4: Times thirty-three. That's right. <laughs> so there were thirty-three new cases of coof in New York State, uh, Vidarbha, India, and Srinagar, India, and then there were thirty-three deaths in Nizra, Ireland. That's all.
0: Yeah, that's that's not much.
4: No, thank really cool goodness. enough because I'm really ready to just put the coof behind us. Yeah. And only have Coofin behind the curtain. Okay. You know. Well, let's go. Where you got to cough to get off. <laughs> let's Sometimes. go. Sometimes <laughs> Let's
0: go cough to get off. All right. I like that. I like that proposition. I'm down for it. I'm down to clown, you might say.
4: Adam and John gave us some great content this weekend with no agenda. Because, oh, yeah. That, uh, was,
0: that was all a buzz on the... Uh, even got a write-up in a local paper type oh, situation yeah, Golden
4: state news yeah. or whatever i sent you some isos for the board and uh i made a little segment from episode 1430 of the no agenda show Let's see if my uh, cable will play this
0: i will have to uh, make sure that your level is up too oh uh,
4: yes and- this is
0: my thesis for the rest of the year that camilla
2: is on pot and she needs to go to rehab so yep. if it was legalized all throughout the country you
7: know,
2: and <laughs> yeah. medicinal, would you, you know, do it?
7: Listen, I think that it gives a lot of people joy and we need more joy.
2: Yeah, she's high there. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> she went to the breakfast club, probably smoked a doobie before the show or, or, <laughs> now, or I th- took I th- an edible. I think the edibles are more likely. If if we go with this thesis, I'm I'm halfway there. Same breakfast club. They ask her, did she ever smoke? And she said a long time ago, which means she doesn't smoke. Now she uses edibles. You know, smokes uh-huh. okay
8: like and college,
1: I oh. and I inhaled I didn't I did, did inhale, inhale. <laughs> it was a long
7: time ago
2: you know you can laugh about different things and I could almost understand a few of them when she comes back and says you know or makes a snide comment and then laughs and laughs and laughs but in this context in this particular clip and I could play a lot of these I only wanted to put three out there for people to consider and start looking at her face And start to consider the fact that she's wasted. She is stoned on pot all day. And listen to this clip.
7: Biggest dilemmas for any of us as a parent is what to do about our kids in school. K through 12, college, all of that. And we
8: all want them to go back to school. (laughs) Right? Um.
2: She is stoned. (laughs) And I will give Mimi credit for bringing this up.
0: Oh, my goodness. Shout out to
4: Mimi for the thesis. I do love it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. And uh, one thing came to mind when I heard it on the show on 1430 and No Agenda. Gary Johnson, when he was Mm -hmm. running for president in 2016, was it? Yeah. He said he was not smoking pot on the campaign trail. And you and I had just looked at each other and we're like, Oh, I see. You're just taking edibles, yeah, then. Yeah,
0: the, the, I like the edible uh, angle on that. Um, but I, well, I like the edible angle a lot on Gary. I think that was oh. al- almost certainly what was going down. Yeah. Uh, and edibles are one of those things, especially if you overdo it, and it's easy to overdo it.
4: Yeah, they can get right on top of you.
0: Because, uh, well, it's it's hard to. First of all, it's hard to verify exactly the dosage, without your your own little chemistry set, you know. Uh, second, when you eat them, they don't, uh, they don't kick in right away. And so it's easy to say, oh, it didn't work and take another one. And then all of a sudden, wham, the first one kicks in and you're like, oh, there it is. And then later on, the second one kicks in and you're like, holy shit. Uh, so edibles, I I can see it getting out of control, but for, for Kamala specifically or Kamala or whatever the fuck we're calling her, um, I'm just, it doesn't seem to me the stony laugh. You know, and I feel like there would be a lot more. Lose your train of thought or stops talking in the middle of a sentence. But for her, she has the same thing of like Hillary does, where she just laughs at completely inappropriate times. Uh, and sometimes it, it, hers is a lot more out of control than Hillary's is typically, but it, yeah. it just seems like a, in a similar vein. And so I do wonder, you know, Adam has that, uh, uh, different theory of the SSRI laughing disease, which I kind of like a lot more. Um, I, I think drugs, some sort of drug, some sort of drug. I'm seeing red flags for some sort of drug, but I'm not seeing the pot being the the culprit necessarily. And maybe maybe this is a JCD, you know, maybe this is kind of a, a thing that he doesn't actually fully, truly believe either. Maybe he's just putting it out here because he knows... That uh, we'll all be talking about it and it'll and it'll uh, generate some talk. Uh, I could see that. I could see that being his angle. But for my money, I'm just not seeing weed. I'd like maybe SSRI something. But you remember that famous picture and appearance of her uh, where her pupils were as big as a goddamn saucer's. She looked like straight out of a Tyler the Creator music yeah. video or something. When yeah. she was uh, making one of her media appearances I think on the campaign trail sometime in 2019 or 2020 leading up to the election, that kind of thing doesn't happen from weed. Those incredible, the super dilated pupils. And remember, this is on a TV set, you know, where you got bright studio lights shining on your face. Uh, it's tough to have pupils that big as a human, <laughs> as a superhuman, uh, without some kind of chemical involvement. So, Uh, That kind of made me take pause and think about it, but, uh, you know, JCD insists. That laugh
2: is a stoner's laugh. I'm
0: not so sure.
4: Yeah, what about the pupils of
0: a lizard, though? Pupils of a lizard, they kind of blink sideways, don't they? They, like, contract, like, in a a teardrop-type shape. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe maybe she has to keep them dilated so that the teardrop isn't obvious. I
4: think there's definitely some awesome performance-enhancing drug that they have access to, though. Like the Dusty Man, yeah. You know?
0: I think a combination of it is just she's constantly out of her element. Like, she's constantly punching way above her league. And uh, she just doesn't really have much to back it up in terms mm. of... Uh, I don't know about raw intelligence. Sometimes that doesn't really come off. Although, you know, it seems to be lacking. But I'm trying to be generous and as fair as I can. But uh, at the very least, not no no cutting wit whatsoever you know no ability to go off script it's very clear that she's like coached and prepared for everything and just like keeps fucking things up like the tupac thing where she keeps fucking certain things up because she is prepared for three or four given scenarios and she just has no ability to be in the slot in the pocket and answer a fucking real question like a human being
4: yeah no ability to be human which is concerning man it's concerning (laughs) yeah it sure is you know what else is concerning? Uh, of course, Dusty Man talked about $41 billion slated for the 2022 budget to go towards drug policy efforts, which, of course, just means keeping the war on drugs going.
0: It seems vague, right?
4: Very vague. Um, And that was broken down this week after the State of the Union. Um, And so I took some notes. I took some notes on oh. where all this $41 billion dollars of hours is going. Uh twenty three and a half billion dollars is slated for public health approaches to reduce drug use and its consequences. Very vague. <laughs> but ten point seven billion of that chunk of change is discretionary funding for the D- Department of Health and Human Services to fund research, prevention, harm reduction, treatment, and recovery support services. Oh so boy. yay, HHS, there's your check. $17.5 for supply reduction efforts with $5.8 for prohibition efforts at the border, uh, air and maritime seizures, and going to drug source nations.
0: The most dangerous and violent aspect, by the way, of the prosecution of the war on drugs is, uh, what, did, what did you call it specifically, supply control or something like that? It's so ominous.
4: Supply reduction efforts
0: supply reduction efforts, yeah that's where you're stealing shit, burning crops, uh kicking doors down that's the uh that's the war that's the war part of it, yes, yeah. that's the
4: so there's seventeen and a half billion dollars to fuel that of our money uh, you know I didn't s- agree to this, I don't want my money going there no doubt I'm sick of this war I'm sick of your fucking smoke it gets worse. The Biden administration has proposed universal access to medications for opioid use disorder by 2025. And that's the big three. Methadone, buprenorphine, and naltrexone, uh, which is also used for alcohol. Naltrexone, mm. I didn't know that. Um, it's given by injection like once a month for maybe six months or so.
0: Ugh. Is and that is that what blocks you from being able to feel the effects of getting yes. drunk, basically?
4: Yes, but i've heard of that if you take uh say heroin after you've done that at a regular dose it becomes almost guaranteed lethal for you so it's like a you cannot do this or you will die situation it makes it more potent to your system it fucks with you
0: yeah how is that it's
4: helping people but in my opinion i think that's putting them more in harm's way right and
0: it's, it's sort of like the strategy of cutting all of the opiates with massive amounts of tylenol to curb abuse when really you're just poisoning the livers of the abusers because they're not stopping.
4: Yes, exactly. Um, One of the parts of this plan is having mobile vans that provide methadone to folks, um, making the COVID emergency provisions permanent, Ah. which allowed people to get methadone uh, via audio-only telehealth appointments and granted the take-home flexibility to everyone, who wants access to methadone. So usually they'll have you come in and stay there while you take it and then monitor you for a while afterwards. And then once you've done it for like six months and you're weaning off the methadone, supposed to be, you know, going clean off of everything, they'll let you take home your doses. Well, in this instance, everyone can just go in, grab some and go home. What does that say to you? It says black market to me. It says, oh, let's go grab some and then pass it out to other people and whatever.
0: Another thing you can see Even though
4: it's allegedly universal access, you know? Um, and then uh, they want to make federal guidelines for hospitals on how to care for folks who have overdosed, starting with, of course, reversing the overdose using naloxone, um, initiating treatment. So they're just going to start you on one of the big three there. Then connecting the patient to peer support services. So let's get you in with a community. Let's get you some therapy put you in a circle of people, talk about your problems. Uh, And then they want to expand that universal access to the federal prison so that when inmates are released, uh, they are put into a peer support circle uh, where they're monitored also and have the treatment available of methadone or buprenorphine or naltrexone. And what really pissed me off is that last week... I should have seen this coming. There was a huge hit piece on medical weed that we talked about in the bowl last week from Pennsylvania. Yep. Talking about how there's no research or scientific evidence to back marijuana being something that can ease withdrawals from opioids and how it would be dangerous to suggest it as a medical treatment for someone who's addicted to opioids. Dangerous.
0: Dangerous. I mean, they really, they want to
4: get people, they want to get medical dispensaries and growers in trouble for even suggesting that if you have an opioid use disorder, that you would even try and take weed before going to an FDA-approved Big Pharma Big Three drug.
0: Correct. Well, that's, that's where the danger actually comes in. There is true danger, but the danger is to the balance sheets at these big pharmaceutical companies. It's to the profits at these big pharmaceutical companies. That's the only danger involved is
4: yeah to their pocketbook
0: stepping in on uh their turf you know you're stepping in on their turf and uh make, but make no mistake man the the people fighting this drug war these criminals are you know they're the exact same as the cartel they're just they just wear white lab coats
4: right it's very frustrating because as more and more states move to legalize of course it's still illegal in the united states under federal law um so that's all of us correct you know um And it just feels like this is a new attempt to criminalize weed. It's another way. It's like, oh, uh, we see that the momentum to help people who are addicted to heroin, who may have been giving painkillers in the hospital setting or something, you know, when they want to wean off and they start smoking weed as a means, like, since that's damaging our pocketbook, we have to hit back at weed. Mm -hmm. We need to recriminalize it. We have to take away more of its, uh, you know, the notion that it's medically effective Because there's still people out there, like uh, Caillou over in Nebraska, (laughs) you know, um, who think that there's no medical benefit to weed, that it really isn't medicine to anyone, that that's just a line the stoners give them to get high.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was 18 and just a kid, I thought the same thing when I heard it. And I smoked weed. But then you meet people. You
4: meet people.
0: Who it's actually helped. Yeah. Changes everything.
4: When you meet a patient whose life depends on it, you know, and their ability to live and yeah. function, and it really is their medicine, that's when you realize why everyone's fighting for this and why you should be fighting for it, too.
0: That's right. And and it comes down just to the the, the personal sovereignty to be able, be able to make your own decisions, you know?
4: Yeah. If someone wants to go to the methadone clinic, fine. Go there. Correct. But don't tell them that they cannot try pot first. Right. And hell, if someone wants to do heroin, maybe don't nanny state the shit out of them either on it and just convince them that they've got a problem. It's, I think when you have an addiction issue, one of the biggest factors is really environment over everything else. Yes. You know, and just pushing them onto another drug doesn't really help.
0: Changes nothing of the source of all of the problems.
4: Exactly. But, you know, they don't care about people. They care about money. So, yep, here we are. Um, And then shame on the Washington Examiner for jumping on the bandwagon this week and alleging that, well, what they did was they reincarnated the gateway theory with weed, which is so lame, so old, so reefer madness.
0: Thoroughly debunked.
4: (laughs) And they made a correlation between opioid mortality rates in medical states. And they said that states with medical weed have higher overdose rates as if there's any correlation there right you just take the numbers and you mash them together to make a statistic that backs up your viewpoint and what you want to say to the world hey yeah yeah. it's crazy i mean they were also citing studies in this article which will be in the show notes about weed causing brain damage that's been cited by the american psychological association and then for every one of those studies that's like oh there's damage to the frontal cortex there's 10 studies that are like actually weed has neuroprotective properties and here's exactly where they went wrong in those studies but whatever it's a lot of reading
0: the silliest thing people say nowadays is that there's no research because there's such a massive amount of research that you can now cherry pick anything you want but that's you can have weed be like this miracle drug that will cure anything you can have weed be this danger drug that like kills your brain cells or lowers your sperm count. Uh, All of these conflicting studies are out there.
4: All you have to do, too, is once you have an idea, a uh, piece of propaganda you want to put out in the world, whether it's pro or against weed, you can just make a study that's going to back up your claim at this point in time. And you just look at who's funding the study and you can say, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense now. So research, meh, just take it all with a grain of salt. Just have to make your own decisions in this world. Yes. And it'd be nice if they would give us some freedom and, you know, bodily autonomy to use whatever substances we want. So leave the weed alone. It's freaking weed. It should never have been criminalized in the first place. I think it's very stupid to be fighting over a hardy plant that yeah. I should be able to grow with my tomatoes in my backyard. I would agree. And I got to stop saying that because pretty soon, you know, it's going to be seed to sale tracking on tomatoes, too. Right.
0: Yeah. They're you coming know, for your tomatoes came, next.
4: They came for the weed and you didn't realize, but the tomatoes are next.
0: I'm excited to talk to Farmer Todd on Friday.
4: Oh, me too. He
0: wanted to talk about agriculture and food and how it's going to be like difficult to feed ourselves in the near future and maybe what we can do about it. So I'm looking forward to that for sure.
4: Me too. Friday, at do we have a time like 8 p.m. Central? Around, around 8 p.m. All right. Ish. Yeah, I'm very excited for that bowl with our bud. Uh, well, there's another president, an older president, who uh, said he didn't inhale, but he might slather CBD on his lizard scales. Uh-oh. Bill Clinton. Yeah, an article came out with some quotes from him during an onstage conversation he had with Sanjay Gupta, uh, CNN's, you know, finger wag quotes medical expert.
0: Did Sanjay um, say to him, uh... You'd like to smoke dope.
4: No, 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 no. Uh, this was at the Impact Forum in Orlando over the past week. Uh, and this article appeared in the publication Cannabis in Tech Today last Wednesday, just after the bowl. Just missed the bowl. Um, but the writer almost immediately requested that the article be taken down. And that's when I like really paid attention. Because I saw the claims. I saw Bill Clinton was up there saying he's heard lots of stories stories you know anecdotal evidence of cbd helping people manage their pain people he knew in that regulators should develop standards for this cannabinoid um but then the article just disappeared and of course you know there were screen grabs and the way back machine there's ways to get to it um but
0: add the story the, to the clinton body count
4: the writer the author of the story uh came out and said that the outlet, Cannabis and Tech Today, had allegedly faced pressure from Clinton's PR team to remove the article oh, Jesus. and were alerted that no press were authorized to attend that <laughs> impact forum in Orlando. It's a forum. It's a forum. That means anyone can be there and anyone can write about it. And you don't have to be a member of the press to write about shit. She had direct quotes. She had recordings to back it up, you know. She was like, everything here is proofed okay they didn't make stuff up but they took it down but the most mysterious part about this all is when i was writing up my show notes last night listening to behind the schemes the article reappeared it's been reposted Uh
0: uh-oh
4: so what did they get a clinton blessing i don't know know. hey bill cbd is actually pretty good that's a that's a good look
0: maybe they yeah maybe that or they convinced him that taking it down would strides in effect it and they're just like just leave it alone
4: a little damages, late for that damage has already been done though it seems take it down put it back up put it back up
0: I rub say I'm a junk call it my slick willy
4: oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah the old slick willy I remember the first time I went to DC I saw some condoms that were like slide your slick willy into this one with a picture of Clinton on it
0: ah uh, DC a very wholesome place oh, to visit or just... live
4: you know, it just really makes you proud to be an American when you go there and feel that oppression on you and the gray scale of everything and the misery of the folks that live there.
0: It's <laughs> a rough town, to say the least. It
4: always rains when I'm there, too. It's just, it's like, it just adds to it. The thunderstorms, Who it's creepy. But anyways, uh, on show 88, Bowl After Bowl 88, entitled Think Horn, we talked about a uh, case with ease a marijuana delivery system in legal states, uh, an app. And they uh, were in trouble for taking federally illegal weed money and putting it into the banks. And they were disguising it through fake websites and dummy corporations. So they were laundering their money into the bank. Not very Um, well. (laughs) No, not very well. Um, And two businessmen uh, involved with these were given 30 and 15 month prison sentences, which is pretty low, you know, pretty low on that federal scale, Um, considering that one of the prosecutors had recommended life imprisonment and 25 years for the other guy. But the ex-CEO, James Patterson, he pled guilty to a count of conspiracy to commit bank fraud in this case, but wasn't charged or found at fault during the investigation. And a story just came out this week. That he had a very light, light sentence. He received a sentence so light, I couldn't even find out what it was. Um, because he helped convict the co-conspirators.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. That sounds right. In this
4: whole scheme to conceal $150 million uh, into the banks. And it's ridiculous that we're at this point where a state legal business, you know, like any store that you walk by, the convenience store, the gas station... The mall, anything at the mall, any retail store, they can use the banks, but weed shops can't because of federal prohibition. And so then they're, they're forced to do stupid shit like this. Launder money that was legally made. And of course, we had the case of the highway robbers, too. Yep. Highway patrol sitting there waiting for the vans that take cash from Missouri dispensaries to the one credit union in Colorado that's authorized to accept the weed money. Just makes me so mad. It's a big fat uh, joke, man. But also shame on this guy for narking on your friends, yeah, your coworkers. Pfft. I mean, could have seen this one coming, considering he pled guilty and then wasn't charged with anything. But mm,
0: very suspicious, huh?
4: Yeah, sipoi
2: You get the giggles, and you sound like a moron.
4: <laughs> There's another story on No Agenda. Uh, I can't remember if it was the Thursday show, fourteen thirty 1430 or fourteen thirty-one. Um, about the women's basketball player, a WNBA all-star, Brittany Griner, who was arrested last month at a Moscow airport with vape cartridges. This is very bad timing. No doubt. Very bad timing. Um, now, she has won two Olympic gold medals with the United States, and she's a seven-time all-star. Pretty impressive. But the moral of this story, if you ask me, is to have a fly commercial. Yeah?
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> You're not safe. No. They make you do a bunch of stuff.
4: I mean, we live dangerously, but not in an enslave. You know, you're just a total slave on the commercial flights. And it sucks that you know she had eight cartridges, and it just says cannabis vape. So, like, that could literally be CBD oil, you know? It It could be anything. It could be THC, whatever. But, I don't know. You done messed up getting caught in a foreign country with that shit. And then it's like, you turn here, You want some legal defense, but, hey, that shit's federally illegal. Yeah, that's a bad situation. Yeah, there's no way to get out of that part And now you're in Russia, and here we are. You can't even say Russia if you were, you know, if we had advertisers, stakeholders. Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, the LA Times got triggered this week because the California State Fair, which will be holding a um, panel judging some different weed strains that are being submitted— Uh, They came up with some new categories, and the op-ed at the LA Times, or the editorial board, was very upset. Um, And I think it's just a huge misunderstanding. So there's going to be some terpene-based awards, you know, for strains with the highest rates of all these different terpenes. Um, But here's where people got upset. They're also giving awards for strains with the most abundance of three primary acidic cannabinoids. THCA, CBDa and CBGa. Mm. Can you guess where this is going? Mm. No. Re! You can't promote things that have high THC. That's what gets people high. Ah, and sure. then they're going to get all this free advertising and the teenagers are going to see it. I and see. they're going to get the most potent pot and they're going to die.
0: Why did I not They're
4: going to jump off a roof.
0: I know. THC, it's like the most dangerous thing that ever happened. Like, oh my god. People might have it, and people might have more of it, in fact. But if you uh, You got Everclear at the grocery store. If you've never understood the potency issue, you've got fucking Everclear at the grocery store, dude.
4: But if you can read and if you listen to my words, I said THCA, not THC. Right. Tetrahydrocannabinolic acid. It's the precursor to THC. <laughs> so when weed grows, Uh, obviously it makes cannabinoids, starting off as carboxylic acids. I probably butchered how you say carboxylic, but I can read it. I know decarboxylation, because that's what happens. Uh, The acids convert into non-acidic compounds through decarboxylation, which, you know, as soon as you smoke it. And with THCA, if you extract it, it's like really hard to keep in its form. Very temperature-sensitive, light-sensitive Uh, um, And so if you wanted to ingest THCA, you would have to eat the plant raw pretty much. You know, grind it down, put it in something if you need it to taste better than eating just a plant. But yeah, eat the cannabis plant raw. It's not going to hurt you. Uh, And THCA has been shown to have anti-inflammatory and neuroprotective properties as well as reducing nausea and vomiting. So it's good to know. It's good to know that it's in there and that it's non-psychoactive because THCA does not bind to the cannabinoid receptors. So, why are they mad? Well, doctors say that this distinction between THCA and THC is irrelevant because people just hear THC, and that's the end of it. And they're dumb; and they don't know any better. People they're are ignorant, dumb. yeah. Um, and so, they also worry that oh, they're looking for. The strain that has the highest THC, well, as soon as you smoke it, that's going to turn into THC, which then must mean it has the highest THC. And I'm not sure that's exactly how it works. Uh, no. I would guess some of it's lost, you know?
0: If you really want to go all egghead argument on it, you could argue that with a higher potency THC, you'd need to inhale less combustible weed, and uh, thus you would avoid more tars. you yeah. know.
4: Oh, I like that point.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to spin shit, you can spin shit, you know. But how are you going to spin more potent weed equals more dangerous or anything like that? Like,
4: right? Well, you, know, the, you uh, can take
0: some shitty weed and you can sit there and smoke it all night. You can smoke a quarter putting, of it.
4: Putting the word dangerous next to the word weed is just ridiculous. It's a joke. For it's sure. like putting the word dangerous next to toilet paper.
0: Or I don't know, like even if you want to say no, I insist. Weed is a vice, and it's like it's a vice, you know.
4: It's just bad.
0: It's much safer vice, if a vice, than alcohol. Yep. Really, name any other drug? Tylenol, over the counter Tylenol. Uh, cheeseburgers a vice? Yeah. Uh, A certain type of cheeseburger that rolls off of a Cisco truck is a vice. I'm not saying you can't have a great, healthy cheeseburger. Oh, if you make can it at home. Yeah, if you get good sourced beef and cheese. Yes,
4: the cow was and ethically the, killed.
0: Probably get rid of the bun altogether.
4: Oh, yeah, lettuce buns are good. You know, No bun, just lettuce. Sorry, I shouldn't call it a bun if it's just lettuce slices. <laughs> but it works for me. I like it. It's good. Uh, uh, you know. And I'm sure, yeah, we'll get into that Friday, too, with how wheat, grain, or bread, totally void of uh, any... Anything nutritional at this point in time. Uh, you know, a would... rodent proof it, because <laughs> the rodents don't want to eat it, because it's got nothing good in it. But you should eat it. That, that, it can stay on your shelf forever. Isn't that what you want? Seems, Cheap. Seems great. Everlasting. Bullshit. Well, anyway.
0: Wonder bread. I wonder if it's bread.
4: <laughs> Seriously. An excerpt from this uh, editorial board thing, just to round it all out and let their voices be heard here in the bowl, Uh, they said the competition will lead people to believe that the best cannabis products are simply the ones with the highest concentrations. The California Conference of Local Health Officers wrote in a letter to the chair of the State Fair's Board of Directors last year, The group is made up of doctors who oversee public health in cities and counties across the state. This framing is likely to result in inappropriate and unhealthy views of cannabis and to exacerbate the public health concerns around its use. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't believe it because I'm like... The editorial board wrote this. They are journalists... And then they state the facts. that THCA is different than the THC when you're smoking. But they just, they're just like, it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Because it's THC. yeah
0: Way bad. And no
4: one ever talks about the entourage effect anyway, either. You know? Ugh. Whatever. I ain't got time for that. Well, they're just
0: not cultured like you are, Lorian. No. It's hard to blame them, you know? They live I, in
4: California. I,
0: I, I pity them more than I blame them.
4: Anyway. You're a better person than me, I guess. <laughs> I just don't like the propaganda, of, you know. Yes, one way I agree. or the other. I don't want to say it's a cure all. I just want to have open access to it and be able to grow a plant. Yes, you know? I want to grow my own wheat too, if possible. Well, you know? there,
0: there's a lot of ju- there's a lot of pathways to curative um, health, but people have to you know find their own path and be allowed to explore it. You know, there's I'm sure people have cured. Weird shit just by standing on their head long enough.
4: Oh, yeah. Bloodletting. Remember that? I'm oh, glad no. I don't remember it in this life, but. Ew. Jesus.
0: <laughs> Let's blood put some leeches on you. Bloodletting, now endorsed by Lorian.
4: No. <laughs> I didn't say that. You <laughs> just said, you, you remember bloodletting? Yeah, remember. Yeah, I remember. Well.
0: Pseudoscience. That's my favorite category on Wikipedia. Pseudoscience.
4: Yep. Alternative M- medicine. all
0: my favorite shit in there.
4: Oh, yeah. Those are the buzzwords that get my panties in a bunch. (laughs) In a good way. A moist way.
0: A nice moist bunch.
4: (laughs) Oh, There's a fun one that came out this week. A fun story. Um, A staffer was fired from Feinstein's office over in uh, California. And he was so mad. uh, He ate some mushrooms, uh, put on his suit, walked back in... To her office and took a video of himself smoking a blunt and dancing around on her furniture.
0: <coughs> wow. Yeah. That'll show her.
4: Yeah. I, you know, you just gotta grin and bear it and see where this goes, cause Wow. That's ballsy. No doubt. <laughs> Commit a federal offense and videotape it. Yeah, the yeah. whole
0: videotape part's where you go wrong, I think. Yeah.
4: Document
0: yeah. evidence of your own shenanigans. Hmm.
4: Yeah. He was, uh, he was in a bad spot. He felt like there were a lot of microaggressions against him because he's black.
0: I see. And,
4: um, and he's been doing the rounds on the media, too, which I'm always a little leery of that. Yep. Of course, it's a dangerous spot to put yourself in. You've got to be really careful with what you say when you're on the M5M. Uh, but he's a Harvard and Stanford graduate, studied abroad at Oxford, worked there for five years, and uh, was fired for performance issues. Hmm. They told him he couldn't didn't... get it up. <laughs> I guess. I
0: mean, it, <laughs> Come on, it would be tough. She is,
4: she's a skexy if I ever seen one. Uh-oh. And Aaron Pelosi, old, very yeah, old, no doubt. Yeah. You know, he bitched about her confusing his name with the other black staffer, and he's like, we don't even look alike. And um, whatever M5M show he was on, the host was like, could it just be because she's old? I was like, mm, mm. maybe
0: carrying water for Pelosi. Look at that feinstein
4: yeah anyways feinstein. yeah <laughs> what's the difference I, I, you had just said pelosi <laughs> i did i did because i said she's a skexy like pelosi uh, you know, if i ever seen you confused me now, but
0: crossing my street i said
4: he was in a bad spot because um his dad died in december 2020 allegedly yeah. of the rona and so your emotions when you lose someone close to you you're just not in a good spot yeah and um I did think it was interesting, though, that after being fired, he could just put on a suit and waltz back into her office. Because he did this the day before the State of the Union, when you would think security would be extra tight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The whole song and dance of government is uh, gross. Makes you wonder.
0: No Mm, doubt about that.
4: Makes me wonder. Well, an Illinois senator, Patricia Van Pelt, has been told to pay back $144,000 to investors after a Secretary of State investigation found that her CBD company, Wakana for Life, was a scam. Uh-oh. So Wakana, maybe Wakana, like cannabis, but it's spelled with a K, you know, harking back to sure some superhero shit
0: wakanda dropped the d and it's wakana <laughs> with two n's but it's though yeah, it's wakana
4: but with a k and cannabis is with a c
0: right well yeah yeah yeah
4: anyways uh her group was founded by a black woman and it was a multi-level marketing firm touted as a movement to help thousands of african americans become rich selling cbd And so people would pay in to get these lessons and starter kits to build a website and sell products and whatever. Well, turns out 90% of the total affiliates made an average of $200 or less annually. But they paid upwards of $5,000 to be a part of that.
0: Oh, boy.
4: Total scam. And consumer complaints started coming in uh, before Pot was even legalized. So she was swiftly removed as a co-sponsor on the legalization bill before it passed, uh, had a conflict of interest ban slapped across her face, and the Secretary of State investigation began. She had raised over $300,000 from 71 investors.
2: All cash, baby.
4: Which is more than double the number of permitted backers for a company seeking an exemption to avoid registering its securities. Yeah. Uh, So to retain that exemption, she had to specifically... uh. Refund investments made by out-of-state residents. Uh, It doesn't help that all of her paperwork with this company was either filed improperly or late. She was also applying for licenses to grow and have a dispensary. Uh, But, you know, she started paying people back last year. And they're just saying, hey, got to hurry up, get that money back. (laughs) Where's my money? They said, well, you know, she stopped the installment payments that were coming in. As if that's paying them back, like giving their money back. Well, I'm not taking the money anymore. Right. (laughs) Yeah, she's got to pay back, uh, I think, 40 investors with 10% interest on what they gave her. Oh, jeez. Don't scam people. There's room for everyone at the table.
0: Definitely. Yeah, you could just grow good weed and then sell it to people who are happy to buy it.
4: Yeah, makes me so mad. Kind of like when I was searching for that Python script last night for Poshmark. There's a lot of scam ones out there. Oh, yeah, no shit. Pay me $50 for this code. I was like, excuse me? No. (laughs) Another excuse me moment happened this week when Uh, someone on the internet decided to post a letter that they had received from our senator, Josh Hawley, uh, and they asked him about his opinion on recreational weed. Oh, boy. And I'm sad to say, although he says he'll keep their perspective in mind, he opposes recreational weed.
0: Yeah. No surprise.
4: He's so good. He's so good on all the other issues. <laughs> he's a
0: politician. I mean, he's a senator, for Christ's sake. This
4: always happens to me. First yeah. it was Christy Nome. now Holly. No
0: heroes, I know. bro.
4: No, not heroes, but just like, oh, I know. Maybe, I know, I know. maybe you know, they're still human. Mm. No, they have stakeholders pulling the puppet strings senator, on their yeah. stupid puppet fingers and arms.
0: If you're a, <laughs> if you're a United States senator, dude, like there can only be 50, all right? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, I w- I'm interested to see his actions moving forward though, because he does, you know, affirm in this letter, "Hey, I'm going to keep your perspective in mind," like this was enlightening and I'm really glad you reached out to me. Which is cool to hear, although I'm sure staffer wrote the letter. Sure, you know? I mean, it's a... Um, but, yeah, if it comes up for debate in Senate, just, I'm just i interested to see where he stands with it, what he does. I'm not going to get my hopes up or anything.
0: A hundred. Farmer Todd points out correctly that there are two senators from every state. So a hundred. There can only be a hundred. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Not many li- lizards. Mickey I mean Baller people. Bowler for
0: correcting me. There can only be one hundred in a nation of 300 million.
4: The Chosen Few.
0: $330 Ding, ding. What a time to be alive.
4: I'm almost done with my segment. In South Dakota, uh, Christine Noem, speak of the devil, she signed 24 bills yesterday, uh, so I waded through some of them. And uh, there were four that have to do with medical. Um, The most problematic one puts it out there that Um, government medical assistance programs and private health insurers, along with workers' comp insurance carriers, do not have to reimburse a person for medical marijuana costs, which is bullshit. Because if you get injured on the job and you get a prescription for Oxycontin or whatever you get these days, I'm sure it's probably not Oxy anymore, uh, they'll pay that. They'll pay all your other prescriptions. You get this recommendation from a doctor. How is it different than a prescription? now it's federally illegal yeah you know that's always the asterisk here yeah
0: that's the scam that's where you know they can needle you from any angle yeah with the federal thing that's why it's that's why it's a brilliant system for them i personally i think that's why they even allowed the states to do what they're doing in the first place is because they don't really give a shit because it doesn't affect them at Mm -hmm. the end of the day when they really want you they can really get you
4: at the end of the day yeah well uh some good bills uh well, you know, there's a provision that says parents can't be denied custody or visitation of their child if they are a medical card holder in South Dakota. so that's that's good. You know, it's a step, a step in the, in the right, right direction. direction
1: after all after all, it's a step in the right direction It's a step in the right direction after all
4: Card holders can't be refused enrollment by a school or leased by a landlord, although the landlord, of course retains their right to say, hey, you can't grow pot on the premises. I'm not sure that homegrown is going to survive in South Dakota either. They keep trying to put bills in there that are going to cut that out. So we'll see. Um, and of course, no licensed professional shall be denied rights or privileges of their license for lawfully engaging in state medical weed, even though it's prohibited by federal law. So your hairdresser is protected. She can be a patient. You can get her medicine.
0: Thank God.
4: (laughs) Uh, Well, Green Bay, Wisconsin, their city council voted to reduce fines for people who are caught smoking or holding on to some weed. Now it's just going to be a fine between $1 and $500 and or community service. Woo! Uh, Woo! Take what we can get. Take (laughs) what we can get. And finally, our neighbors to the north in Alberta, Canada, can now buy weed online and have it delivered to them nice spoiled but I was thinking about how that's such a great tactic for this next round of lockdowns or whatever might happen you know be happy slave own nothing smoke your weed stay home don't look outside because we're going to lie to you about what's going on because we lied to you about everything else so why would we stop
0: yeah why would we stop the message is coordinated it's been shaped and if it's been shaped it's shaped into lies (laughs) like that's pretty much it in a nutshell
4: that's all. Simple as.
0: That's an amazing story, man. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know what else is pretty cool? Is uh, anybody can call in and leave a voicemail at 816 uh, 3663 Sort of like this next caller did.
4: The first caller.
0: First caller. Is no, the next caller. It, hey, hey, y'all. It's uh, I uh,
3: hey. the, my first uh, first time I ever actually... I don't know. I saw a goat. I took my kids to the... Uh, Took my kids to the zoo here in, uh, you know, in Tacoma, uh, when they were much younger. And, uh, you know, of course the petting zoo had, had, uh, goats. Um, yeah, you know, kids are older and the kids aren't talking to me now. So that is, uh, you know, the, the joys of the current, uh, situation that I find myself going through. But, uh, you know, not too long ago, I, uh, saw some goats on a, on a, on a country road, um, with, um, you know, actually, just some, uh, you know, you know it's behind, you know, on the side of, other side of a barbed wire fence and, you know, nice house on the hill. And, uh, you know, it was a sunny day. And, uh, you know, all I can say is it made me think of, uh, the fact that there's going to be brighter days ahead for me. And, uh, you know, that's really all you can hope for in the current, you know, the way things are currently going right now. It's like, uh, we can all hope for some uh, brighter days ahead because, uh, you know, certainly we just got to stop listening to the news, I guess. That, mm-hmm. uh, Oh well.
6: In the bowl,
4: y'all. In the bowl, phone boy. In the bowl.
0: <laughs> they made the announcement on uh, Sunday, no agenda that phone boy's single and ready to mingle.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And when he calls it with the music in the background like that, I just I just picture him on some kind of like velvety heart bed yes. on the cell phone with like some silk robe yes. on calling in with the music and like, he's got champagne in a bucket on ice next to the bed. That's just the visual I get from the sound. That's the theater of the mind with that background music you've been calling in with, phone boy. It's Thank amazing. Got some great... Uh, Potential titles from that transcript, but the first two words of the transcript are no (laughs) tail.
4: No tail. That's a bad side.
0: That's the opposite side. I I figured for sure it was tail this week. Uh, I would amend that to no tail yet. No tail yet. Um, Tail or no tail? This next caller should know.
1: My heart beats fast and slow. A road so long, we've still to go. Another day to token wish. My solemn vow to you I do. You'll be my sun in the morning sky,
4: and I your moon when the night is nigh. Beauty. Oh my gosh, the princess has the best poems.
0: I got a token wish, if you know what I'm
4: saying. Ew.
0: The night is nine. There's some gems dropping tonight, I gotta tell you.
4: No, this transcript bot's keeping me working for a living. <laughs>
0: yeah, no doubt. Uh, we have a. We have a princess follow-up.
4: So the
1: first time I ever encountered a goat or saw a goat... So my ex-husband and I, when we were... Well, we weren't married yet. Um, Matter of fact, it was the first time I met him in person because we talked for four years online before... um, Yeah, before uh, we got together. And um, his parents... uh, His father has since passed. His stepmother is still alive. Wonderful woman. uh, Had a cashmere goat farm. So my first experience with goats was meeting a big Nubian named Willie, who was a big sweetheart, and a few other goats, and they had a whole herd of them, and they would breed them for their cashmere uh, coat, which is, is quite wonderful. I've spent many a day watching my mother-in-law take the, the hair out of the, the finished product, the, the fur, if you will, uh, that nice soft stuff that you get a cashmere sweater. Yeah, that's the stuff they grow on these goats. So, you know, mm-hmm. dropping tooth bombs on you that cashmere comes from goats if you never knew that. But that being said, uh, my ex thought it would be hilarious to hand me a handful of corn and say, here, go make a friend. So I had this corn in my pocket, and every goat for the entire pen could smell it. And I ended up having more goat friends than I knew what to do with. And I was petrified. I had never encountered a goat before. So I'm in this pen with boys and girls, and they love this corn. And they're all about getting the corn. They're trying to put their head in my pocket. I've got one that's put his hooves up on my back. Yeah, I was freaked out. But now I love goats. Goats are beautiful. So in the bowl, y'all, smoke them if you got them,
4: because you know I'm going to be. Phoenix out.
0: Puff you some, Phoenix.
4: Yeah, in the bowl, Phoenix.
0: Man, goats are freaky looking creatures. No doubt. They got the freaky eyes, man. The weird eyes.
4: The weird eyes. The weird horns. Yeah. The weird man.
0: They are weird, man. when would you meet a goat first?
4: Oh, boy. I was probably about three. I think you've seen this video. I know I have it on one of those small cassettes that used to go in the bigger thing. You yeah. can put it in a VHS and watch it. It's like uh, a mini I,
0: cassette or uh, mini VHS.
4: Yeah, I gotta get it digital. It's in the garage right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, but my grandparents and my great-grandma took me to Southwick Zoo in Menden, Massachusetts, Nuts. And there was a petting zoo part of this. And I, like I said, probably around three. Uh, very small and cute. I still am, but, you know, mm. just smaller and cuter then. Hard to imagine. Uh, and I went into this... Petting zoo. It was my first petting zoo, first time seeing goats. They had big goats and little baby goats. And the baby goats were all just kinda like tromping around and so I had to like walk very timidly up to one and just kind of put my hand out and hope it would come up to me, you know, nibble my fingers. I was like, Ooh, I'm not food, I'm not food. Um and then I decided I got a little braver, so I was going to go pet a big one and my head was about at the level of their back. You know, I was only as tall as their butts. Yeah. Uh, and all the adults were over eating hay in this like hay trough thing. And my dumb butt at three years old thought, oh, I'll just go over there and pet them because they're all congregating around the hay. I'll just go over there. No adults stopped me. <laughs> uh, I walked right up behind a goat and I pet it on the butt and I got kicked. And I went flying up <laughs> oh, into geez. the air and flipped over and landed on my butt. <laughs> And I don't think I cried. I was just stunned. I was like, what just happened? And then my grandma comes in and starts lecturing me. Never pet an animal when they're eating. You don't go do that. And you don't creep up behind them. I didn't know these things. I was three. You know, it was just getting used to petting animals. Crepes. Mm. Southwick Zoo. Knocked on my ass by a goat. But no hard feelings. I thought they were cool. Yeah. Still do. I love animals.
0: VHSC is that miniature vhs
4: Ah, VHS-C. That's right.
0: Got the little adapter that you pop it into (laughs) that makes it VCR accessible.
4: Yeah. I remember. I remember. Now I just gotta get it digital. (laughs) Now I shared that story. Everyone wants to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Me wearing this cute little dress, being an adorable little baby. Getting wrecked by the goat.
0: (laughs) Uh, Better than getting wrecked by this next caller.
5: My first incident of meeting a goat happened very, very young. Uh, I was like four or five. Uh, it was at the elementary school that uh, I attended for preschool and kindergarten, and then we moved uh, quite a ways away uh, after that, but um, they had like a uh, petting zoo, I guess, uh, in the Jim there, it seemed, like, huge, because they had, like, a lot of animals, uh, a, like, three, four goats was one of them, uh, I thought it was, like, cows, I, I think there was a maybe there was llama, llama will spit at you, though, if you're, if they're pissed, uh, and even if they're just a little bit riled, they like to spit at you, too, I, I actually had a friend that was, uh, Worked for a guy that had a plumbing firm, and, uh, the guy had llamas on his property that he had a, uh, the pole barn for his plumbing equipment and everything. And if you ever went over there, my friend would try to get you to go close to the fence because his llamas, uh, like to spit on people. But, uh, anyways, back to the goats. Um,
0: pesky llamas.
5: Yeah, so I, I remember petting goats there, but, my mom has like a weird, uh, infatuation with goats because she had a goat when she was a little kid. Mm. And, uh, she's always been big on chev cheese. So I, I, I remember eating chev, which is goat cheese, uh, when I was a kid. Uh, and she's very particular about it. So there's chev that tastes very what she calls goate. Which, if you smell <laughs> a goat, you can understand what she's saying, because uh, some of the chev does taste goaty. Uh, but other chev is very uh, delicious. And they flavor it with different types of stuff, lavender, honey, their smoked chev. Uh, a lot of different chev. It's very spreadable, but it's a delicious cheese. Uh. Anyways,
4: eat the bowl. In the bowl. Mm. Spreadable. Spreadable.
0: Add honey to anything. It makes it better. Yum. I love honey.
4: <laughs> oh, me too.
0: I love honey. It's so sweet. Like this next color. Hey oh. In the bowl. Hi. In the bowl. That vibrated my ears Spencer? Hey. Hi. Hey, hey. How you doing, buddy? Lorian?
5: Hi. Hi.
8: People in the bowl chat? Hello, people not in the bull chat but still listening. Hi, that's my hand. You like that? I know, I do too. (laughs) First time I ever met a goat, the greatest of all time. Well, that, of course, is David Copperfield. Ah. Me and Ned know all about that, don't me, Ned. I'm kidding. (laughs) Fucking David Copperfield. Fuck David
0: Copperfield.
8: First time I ever met a goat, the greatest of all time. It is, that was the first time I looked in the mirror.
0: Hey, oh, Hello. I'm I don't,
8: I'm not yes, I don't sir. have that much self confidence. Um a goat. Yeah. I was a kid and at my grandmother's house and her neighbor had goats and horses and pigs. And um yeah, I remember the goats being all goat like and That's kinda right. wanting to not only chew the food out of your hand, but uh, you know. Try to eat my sleeve.
0: They're zany goats. And
8: uh, one successfully ate a belt loop.
3: Oh no! My that
8: was exciting. That's rough. And I remember that was the first time I noticed um, their eyes. Their fucking weird ass pupils. Yeah. Crazy being able to see like nearly all the way around their head with those things. It's like 280 degrees or something a goat can see with those freaky ass pupils.
0: So weird. They look like eights or something. But that's because they're prey, and
8: you know that reminds me, screaming goats. How they they sound like fucking people. Yeah. Man, some weird shit. Oh. I might have to call back because I'm coming up on two and a half minutes. Okay. I'll go ahead and end it right here, uh, but not without a stick.
0: Oh, give me the stick in the stick. <laughs> stick it to us. Shit! Now you built my anticipation, but we got a different color. We got a different color, so we'll have to postpone it, episode two. Cause we play the uh, voicemails in order here in the bowl, you know. Got We got a flow. We got a flow. But this is short and sweet, just like you were saying about you earlier.
1: The first time I met a goat, we started a podcast. Oh, I love you,
4: bowlers Lori and Spence. Looking beautiful. Love you. Uh, mwah. 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 We love you, Carolyn. Yeah.
0: You're sounding great from your new place, by the way. Hell yeah. I heard you earlier. The sound is fantastic. I don't know if it's just like you're in a better environment or the setup's like slightly better, different. I don't know what it was, but just like some something about the sound. The sound is so like golden, golden. Well, there's two votes so far for John Fletcher's The Goat. It makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Carolyn, thank you, darling. Uh, Okay, part two. We've... Built the anticipation up long enough, I think.
8: Yeah, so the screaming goats and how they sound like people, I mean, just straight up like people sometimes, like,
3: ba! <laughs> ah! <laughs> nah!
8: <laughs> Makes me think, like, uh, parrots can, can learn words. What if goats, because they're not dumb, they can mm-hmm. solve problems, you know, they can identify each other, they can identify us. Um, so, what if they start getting smart? and learn to identify that their voice, their bah, sounds like our voices sometimes like, Oh man, my, my voice sounds like that, that guy that brings me food and like, you know, takes me around and stuff or whatever goat farmers do. because not fuck them. That's gross.
0: Yeah. But, but doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, what if they realize that their voices
8: sound like people voices, then they start picking up on people words and, uh, you know, start learning that and then start mimicking words. What if they then understand the words they mimic? Like, you're just, you go up to a, a farm, there's a farmer and his goats and you just, he's like, you want to feed the goats? You're like, hell yeah. And he comes up and the goats all come up and they're just like, bird, 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 man, man, bird. are like, holy shit, they know. That'd be crazy I want that to happen Let's teach goats words Words like stack 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 Stack
0: There you go I'd like to teach the goats To talk in
4: perfect Harmony They may already be speaking
0: Yeah, I'm just going to listen a little closer I don't have any goats on me
4: It's hard to understand them because of their funny goat accent. (laughs) All right.
0: Yeah. Straight out of Goatsville. You can hear it in their goaty voices. Man, the first time I ever met a goat was at the old Red Barn Farm.
4: Aw, in Weston? Yep. Cool.
0: Yeah, my elementary school went there on a field trip, and they had a little petting zoo. And what do you have in petting zoo? Goats, duh. It's like you always have all different shit, but you almost always have goats. I don't think I've ever been to a petting zoo that didn't have at least a goat going on and yeah i don't really remember anything too remarkable honestly about the goats i think i just fed them they were like laid back they were kids you know they were like very young goats i'm sure somebody got knocked over but it wasn't me (laughs) That's how it goes goats they love knocking shit over you know just one of their things
4: no one warned me and i didn't have no pets besides fish or birds yelled at
0: afterwards that's pretty perfect
4: (laughs) (laughs) go here go play with the goats it's my fault how dare you fuck with the goats (laughs) i should have known better i should have known better Mm. but oh you had friends that raised goats though yeah and uh i was surprised that your first goat was seen on a field trip though makes sense though that's cool they didn't
0: have goats till later later yeah
4: i gotcha i just love. i've always wanted to meet a little kid goat in pajamas the baby goats in pajamas it's my weakness so cute
0: it's pretty hilarious not as hilarious as this next color.
6: There's a uh, there's a lot of goats in Virginia. My aunt had goats growing up. Uh, like, parent of a one of my dad's coworkers had goats. I don't like them. Oh, ornery little fucks. Yeah, look at you <laughs> sideways with them beady little fucked up goat eyes. <laughs> I'm like, man, look at me. I got these little fucked up goat eyes, and I'm just going to start headbutting you because you're in my pen you're in my domain now bitch I don't really <laughs> care for goats What I like even less are sheep
0: oh sheep I go to
6: heaven Damn sheep goats go to hell I don't hell. like the way they look I don't like the sounds they make <laughs> they smell kind of funny I just don't like them they got them beady little fucked up sheet eyes Like looking at you from the side mm. you look in Peering deep down to the soul of the sheep, and you you realize that there's nothing staring back at you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing more than a fucking sheep in the bowl.
4: In the bowl. In the bowl. Boobs.
0: Yeah, I hate those things they wear on their mouth, dude. It's fucking weird. All the sheep.
4: Oh yeah. It took me a minute. to Especially when they're, just they're driving their land. cars, wiping down their steering wheels, too. Yeah.
0: Sheep shouldn't be allowed to drive, period, first of all. Let's just be first honest.
4: First of all. How
0: did a sheep get a driver's license? Like, what the fuck is this all about? We live in a society! This next caller, though, I'm pretty sure that he's figured out a way to not live in a society.
8: Oh! Oh, God, that was, oh, man,
6: oh, oh, man, that was a good one. Oh, yeah. In the bowl, everyone, in the bowl. In the bowl. Uh, first time I ever saw a goat. Oh, man, I'm still getting over it. First time I ever saw a goat I uh, was at the Petty Zoo. Yeah. I was a little kid. Uh, by the way, this is Guzman of the Midwest. Cheers. Guzman. Uh, anyway, and so the goat that I remember the most. Uh, tried to steal some money
5: Ugh.
0: out
6: of my mom's back pocket, <laughs> so that was pretty memorable. How dare you definitely they. remember that, but, uh, I actually don't know if that was the first time I ever remember, uh, seeing a goat, but, uh, it was very memorable, you can imagine. Tried to eat some cash out of my mom's
0: pocket. In the bowl. In the bowl.
4: In the bowl. Yeah, those little goats, they'll eat anything.
0: I know. They're ornery, man. Yeah. They are Henry.
4: I remember when we were at the Denver Gem and Mineral Show, there was a dealer talking about, you know, I was just eavesdropping. Shame on me. There was a dealer talking about his guard goats, how he had just <laughs> yeah. left his goats in the yard so that they would keep the postman far away. <laughs> <laughs> just throw my mail. No one come in my yard. Stay yep. away. I got goats.
0: Nobody's trying to wander into them goats, man. No. Uh, you can keep goats to keep the postman away, or you can just keep this next collar on your front porch.
9: Hey, face to the screen, bowlers. Hey, hey face to the screen. I'm leaving this voicemail kind of late, because uh, I was just listening to Fletcher's voicemail, and he was talking about the greatest of all time goat, and I was kind of thinking the same thing earlier.
0: Oh, so I was yeah. was like, who
9: have I really met that's that great? But there was one time that I met Brian Johnson. He lives here, like, in the area where I live, and I was working on a house by his house, and he was trying to drive his RV out, and I had my car in the way, and I had to move my car so he could get out, and I was just standing there talking to him for a minute. I didn't even realize it was Brian Johnson at first. I mean, could you imagine? Like, he had the, the hat on like he always wears, and it took me, like, a little while of hearing his accent and just going, like, you know, I know he lives around here, and fuck, this is Brian Johnson. And <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, I'm talking to Brian Johnson right now, and <clears throat> tight. the ironic thing is, I, was telling him, I used to drive the bus for my brother's band in, like, I was just like, yeah, you know, you, you know, I used to drive a bus and my brother's band. I didn't even realize I was talking to a real fucking legit rock and roll star because, <laughs> I mean, awesome. my brother's band had, they were actually signed to a label for a while and stuff, but, you know, it wasn't the same. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, man, I was just like, by the time I realized I was talking to him, I didn't want to just stand there and gush, so I just kind of pretend I was just like a regular dude talking to a regular dude. And I think he actually appreciated it because he was like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'm just another dude too, you know, because he's down to earth. But I mean, come on, is pretty big, you know uh, you think... Some people pick on them for uh, like, recycling beats or just like doing the same shit over and over but man, you know, you go to an ACDC concert you buy an ACDC record for uh, ACDC, so
0: Yeah, exactly The whole thing they made Legend Legendary, whoa Ah, oh, I may have lost you there at the end face to screen in the bowl, I heard that barely. Did yeah, you hear that the at the end? In the, I did. In the static? Faintly. I want st- to hear it again. That was kind of funny. It's like a ghost in the bowl. In the bowl, I hear it faintly. Yeah, like anyway. an
4: EVP. Yeah. Face to the screen. Face Back to the, in screen. the screen.
0: Thank you for your call, sir.
4: Yeah, Wow. Yeah, what that's that's <laughs>
0: rocking. You did me to go, Brian Johnson. You may have heard. You <laughs> <about DC DC.
4: laughs> may have heard of them.
0: Mm, that's funny. You may have heard of this next caller. Good evening, callers. Good evening. Sounds like Fletcher is
7: a goat roper from way back. I too, am a famous goat roper. I have a PTSD experience with goats. Uh oh. I was working a job in a former life. Former state, we encountered a goat hoarder. A goat hoarder. Set up a goat dairy, except he never did anything but just feed goats and let them die all over his property. Oh Jesus! People would drive by and throw hands in the yard to feed the goats. We finally, I decided to take the goats away from this guy, and I had to do the goat real and go in and drag all the goats out of the barn. Except he couldn't get in the barn because the manure was as high as the floor. And then he had goats in his house. And he pulled up to his house. In the second story window were goats looking down at you as you we were going to rescue them. When I walked in the front door, I actually had to walk uphill onto some new pack and in this guy's house. And then in his bathroom, the toilet seat was level with, like, bedding pack and water pack. And he watered his goats in the toilet. And then he slept out in the garage Whoa. while oh. occupied his house. Crazy shit I ever saw. Oh. There's not a single goat on my farm currently. So, <laughs> you could probably do a search for the crazy goat man of Orange County, Vermont.
4: Check it out. In the bowl.
0: The crazy goat man of Orange County, Nevada, is that what you said? Nevada?
4: I don't know. But I, in the bowl.
0: In the bowl. There's some kind of uh, electromagnetic electromagnetic radiation storm going on out there post 11 o'clock callers. I think it's affected your calls. I'm sorry about that. Uh, they are attacking the bowl. Trying to get us off there.
4: Good thing we have this orgone.
0: I just want to stop the message. That's right. The ringo orgone. We have the orgone.
4: This stuff's intense.
0: It's intense like uh, like the Boy Scouts.
4: Hey Hey oh, well, you know.
0: Doesn't have to be all intense. We can relax, you know. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Roll some balls down the lanes, huh?
4: Yeah. So when you hear of shanties on the ice for ice fishing, you might think prostitution is going on. Sure. Uh seems reasonable. But did you ever think that one might blow away, like a mile away?
0: No. Across
4: Saginaw Bay.
0: <laughs> sure in don't. In Michigan. That's not something I would have guessed. I no. don't think
4: the three men occupying the shanty thought it would blow away either. Um, but they were fishing overnight this past weekend. Three dudes. And then the winds just picked up because a winter storm was rolling in and blew them one mile out into the bay, further away than they were already set with their shanty. Uh-oh. They were all okay, though. Oh. Probably just a little embarrassed because they got out and they walked to shore and when they got there, there was a bunch of emergency personnel and stuff, you know, that was going to go get them. They were like, no, we're good. They refused medical treatment. (laughs) Nice. But passersby had, uh, you know, alerted the authorities. Hey, those guys are getting blown away. Gotta (laughs) save those poor shanty dwellers.
7: That's a dumb place to keep balls.
4: Yeah. And then... On the same location this past week, a dog that went missing was found seven miles out on the frozen Saginaw Bay. What's going on? It's
0: a hot weekend for the Saginaw.
4: Yeah. Dog's name was Mayhem, fittingly. Three years old. Had been staying with the owner's dad while she was visiting friends. And, uh, he escaped the yard, ran away, and the dad went after him and, uh, was yelling at him, chasing him, which was getting the dog a little bit more amped up because, you know, you start running and the dog starts playing. So it was running further away, and then the dad slipped and fell. Nah. Yeah, and so he couldn't keep up with it, and uh, he told her, hey, lost your dog. So she came in, they let everyone know, put out flyers and stuff, and she got a text message from someone, hey, I see your dog out on the frozen bay. So she showed up with a uh, snowmobile ready to go out, And get her dog. Uh, And all she had to do was say, hey, Mayhem. And he came running to her, Yeah, as dogs (laughs) probably would. He was out there for a week.
0: The bay's frozen over to protect Mayhem, like this dog.
4: He wasn't like, yay, my owner. He was like, oh, thank God there's food coming. I've got kibble (laughs) waiting. (laughs) That's the kibble woman. I know how they think. About three of them. I don't mistake their love of food for a love of me. Yeah. A Florida man made a fatal mistake, though. He decided to use a porta potty on the job. Never and then a good call. Was crushed to death by a bulldozer. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh. Now, this man was working as, as a spotter at a landfill for dump trucks that were coming and going. Uh, but I guess he needed one himself. You know? No doubt. It was the end of the day. The workers were all putting away their equipment. Uh, getting ready to shut down the facility. And uh, I guess that the porta potty was in an unusual spot because the bulldozer operator started driving up an embankment to park it for the night and then made a hard turn when he got to level ground up at the top and just heard a loud crunch. And he was like, What the heck? He didn't know that the porta potty was there. So he got out and discovered he had killed a man. Oops. Probably someone he knew. Yeah. Oh. That sucks R.I. peepee <laughs> R.I. poo-poo R.I. poo-poo pee. <laughs> well, there was a box of heads that were being transported for medical research Wink wink That was stolen Uh-oh. from a freight company truck in Denver this weekend oh. Yeah. So if you see a blue and white box labeled Science Care Exempt Human Specimen, which what? I don't exactly know what that means.
0: Well, like this box right here.
4: Oh shit. <laughs> well, whoever you got that from, they stole a dolly also. So <laughs> you know the free company wants that back.
0: Smelling a little weird.
4: And uh yeah, I was wondering what that was, but I wasn't gonna say anything because I know how you are with showers. <laughs> They didn't even know how many heads were in the box. No. No. We don't know either, though. I'm not going to look. Make me sick.
0: Who's opening that? Fuck that. No, thank you.
4: Yeah. Who gave you that?
0: It's just
4: here. Never disappeared. Yeah. I don't know. We don't, one there before, now it is. We don't dox our sources. That's for sure. Yeah. Science Care, a program uh, that donates bodies for scientific research and education. I just, I don't like that stuff. You got to learn.
0: You got to learn about things, man.
4: Science.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna hurt, uh, learn about heads and boxes. <laughs> Who is, you know? Yeah. You may never know anything about heads and boxes. Heads and a, boxes. Is that a world th- you want to live in?
4: Without knowing about heads and boxes, yeah, and having people say, "We don't know exactly how many heads were in the box, and they just disappeared one night." And you know, it'd be nice if you give them back. No, there are human heads out there right now, looking for their return to their scientific research. You know. Yep. For the eyes of science students only. Yeah. You know what I want to learn about and live in a world with is uh, a world with a pancake day race. You ever heard about this? No. This is an over-the-pond thing in England. I guess contestants carry a pancake in a frying pan, and uh, they run uh, 415 yards. A very specific number. I'm not sure why. Uh, But they have to flip the pancake at the beginning, and then when they get to the end, they have to successfully flip the pancake. So it's the pancake day race, and it's been a thing since uh, the 15th century, in. Old New England. And uh, in 1950, Liberal Kansas challenged Old New England to an international Pancake Day race competition. And I am proud to let you know that a 21 year old lady from Liberal Kansas won. She just won. All right. Yeah. Pancake Day race champ.
0: Way to go, Liberal Kansas. And
4: yeah, I know. Liberal Kansas. Oxymoron.
0: Yeah. Little bit, unless you're thinking of like uh, the classic sense of the word liberal,
4: yeah. it's
0: based in liberty, you know. Based y- in, uh,
4: Do we I'm think of classic to... senses automatically these days, though? No, 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 everything's been bastardized. Yeah, every
0: word means some dumb shit now. If you were from a hundred years ago and you showed up to today, you'd be like, What the fuck happened?
4: How did it get this bad? You should have thrown your cars into the ocean as soon as they told you you would have to pay a tax after you bought it.
0: Like, even the nastiest, grossest of the Pulp Fictions never predicted this level of insanity.
4: Yeah, well, you know, some New Yorkers, who I think are kind of ignorant, also didn't predict the level of insanity when it came to pandemic sex.
0: Mm, I bet not.
4: Apparently, there was a huge uptick in sound complaints, specifically regarding sex sounds. Now, I say Optic, and I looked at the data, and I reviewed some of the complaints. Uh, there was only 277 in a year, from uh, February 2019 to February 2020. That's less than one a day. Yeah. In all of New York City.
0: That seems low. Of all
4: those people. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, but... There is one of the, I, I was just reading the complaints was really the best part of this. Uh, one guy said, I have slept through earthquakes and fires. I couldn't sleep through this.
0: <laughs> Nuts. I was like, all
4: right, bud. Um, then there were like 50 of those complaints were all about a an orgy um, that just kept playing some pro wrestlers entrance music on repeat, Velveteen, oh, the songs Velveteen Dreams. And there was a bunch of people at this orgy dressed up like horror characters so, like, Pennywise and Freddy Krueger. What the, the fuck? Easter Bunny was aptly mentioned. Um, Yeah, 56 complaints for that one orgy. Wow. But my favorite, the MVP of the complaints, if you will, was a Christmas one. You know, my favorite season, favorite holiday. Okay. Favorite sex complaint. <laughs> Some guy <laughs> was singing jingle balls at the top of his voice. While another person, no gender specified, was screaming <laughs> Yes, Daddy, come down my chimney.
0: <laughs> you know it's like
4: Jingle Boss, Jingle Boss, Jingle all the way. Yes, Daddy. We have to do it at the same time. Okay. Let's we'll just we're gonna recreate this for you. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Jingle
0: boss, yes, daddy, jingle daddy, boss, jingle down my all chimney. the way. Oh, what fun is to ride your <laughs> ass up today? Hey. Yeah, I'm calling a complaint uh, in on myself for that one. Yeah, me too. That's terrible. Ugh. I can understand <laughs>
4: the <That's> anger, <laughs> noise pollution. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah. What's up with that? Well, what's up with a woman in North Carolina who's having to fight to keep her fart license plate? So what's that all about? The DMV gave her the plate. Just let her keep the plate. Yeah. Fighting the power. With farts. That's right. Farts are always funny. Uh, Yeah, she was re-registering her truck, and then she saw the option online to customize the plate. And, you know, it's as simple as clicking and typing these days. So she typed in fart on a whim and was very excited and surprised to see it was available. So she got it. She got the plates, and then she was informed by the DMV that someone complained about her vanity license So tell them
0: fuck off. Tell
4: them tough shit. Uh, They weren't having it, so she did amend it. Uh, She made it an acronym with periods in between the letters, and um, her friend was like, you know... All you have to do is just cement this in something that they can't argue with. Make a website or something. So she did. She organized a group hike and made an organization with an official website called Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails. Nice. And they have t-shirts and (laughs) stickers. And, you know, they're doing great things for the community, getting people out into nature, breathing in that fresh, beautiful, fresh clean air. Uh, But That's uh, a
0: sweeter move. See, I would have made some group called, like, fuck all retarded tattletales.
4: Yeah, seriously, me too. That's cuz we're weak. Yeah. We're weak. I wouldn't
0: but, I wouldn't have taken the higher
4: ground. <laughs> no. Especially not
0: starting I mean. off on fart, bro.
4: Not when it comes to the man and the DMV. Look, but uh When
0: they go low, we fart on them. <laughs>
4: That's right. <laughs> A spokesperson at that DMV in North Carolina said that the plate was mistakenly issued and is still under review so you know no word on if she's gonna get to keep it or not but I just think they're gonna have hell to pay if they take it away from her
0: other shit mistakenly issued for sure this
4: is a national crisis if they get rid of this lady's fart pleat yeah what we can't say fart well other licenses that have been revoked include Satan okay (laughs) Dookie which was spelled (laughs) D-U-K-E-E-Y Dookie it could be a last name yeah. dookie dookie and pothead p zero t h e d come on okay
0: well you know you don't want to drive around on a pothead license it's just that's, asking for trouble that is
4: definitely asking for trouble um but better you than me buddy
0: fucking a i mean
4: and they spell head with no a. Come on.
0: i i feel safer personally driving around on the roads knowing there's another guy out there and he's got a pothead plate. Like, I would like him driving next to me or behind me or in front, you know?
4: Yeah, he's my spotter. And
0: he's the guy. He's like the your rodeo clown out there on the highway.
4: Yeah. I rarely order delivery, uh, you know, when it comes to food or anything. Yeah. Groceries, fuck. You can get everything delivered now. Nobody, nobody
0: brings the shit to here anyway.
4: <laughs> no, that's where I are.
0: Except for the premium services like uber <laughs> eats and all the expensive shit
4: yeah and uh you know i cook better at home anyways everything's better when it's homemade and whatever i don't want the cheap chinese bullshit from amazon fuck you amazon um but how would you feel if you ordered through doordash and then a cop showed up at your door with your order
0: uh potentially pooping in pants <laughs>
4: i would not answer the door no well that's just me uh come back when you got a warrant
0: sir we have your chicken nuggets
4: you heard me sir is not here (laughs) uh this happened to a lady in florida yeah she ordered some food through doordash and i guess that the driver had two outstanding warrants and just happened to get pulled over on his way to her place but the cop took it upon himself to deliver the food and then took a selfie for good PR with the lady, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, ah, ah, no, thank you. Mm. Nope, not touching it. But I also don't get my food delivered. So I don't have to worry about that shit. Well, here's some shit we all have to worry about. No, no. Seisho Seiki. I'm probably butchering that. But Ushawa? it's a famous rock. In Nasu, Japan, that was said to imprison an evil nine-tailed fox demoness.
0: Okay. I'm intrigued. Okay.
4: this A thousand years ago, this is how the legend goes, a beautiful woman claiming to be a nine-tailed fox was plotting to kill the emperor and claim the throne, but she was slayed by a warrior, and when she was killed, her corpse turned into this rock. I well, see. the rock... Which became known as the Killing Stone, was exercised by a Buddhist monk. However, there's legend has it that people who come in contact with it die. Okay. okay. And unfortunately, this past week, the rock broke in half.
0: Oh, Jesus. What does that which mean? Which would
4: implicate that the demoness has been released. Or at least that's how I see it.
0: Boxy lady.
4: Yeah. Here I come. Wow, 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 wow. Now, of course, you know, to calm everyone down, the locals have suggested that a few years ago the rock started cracking, which didn't make me feel any better hearing that. <laughs> yes. She's been working her way out. Okay. Well, <laughs> calm down. It could have just been rainwater that got inside that caused the damage. Yeah. You know, after a thousand years, the rock just gets a little bit weaker and just starts letting that rain in and starts cracking and finally opens up. At this point in time. So, I don't know, officials there are now mulling over what to do with the uh, remains of the rock, and they're considering restoring it, but just be careful.
0: Just keep an eye out for foxy ladies.
4: Keep an eye out for foxy ladies, and uh, remember.
0: If if you're an emperor.
4: We're all gonna die! If
0: you're uh, just a normal pleb, I think you'll be okay, maybe. Oh,
4: yeah, but, you know, Dusty Man better be on the lookout. Yeah. All those meddling elites. And finally, some, uh, you know, a little bit slightly better news to end it on. You know, that's not a fox demon coming to get us all or whatever. Uh, The house in Edward Scissorhands is on the market in Florida.
0: How about that?
4: You know, $699,900. Oh, is that all? It's uh, like three bed, two bath, 1,400 square feet. (laughs) But yeah. It's got a... I mean, it's stocked with memorabilia. There's an original script in there. There's a life-size Edward mannequin, which would haunt me. A little I don't bit really like that. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. And Edward Scissorhands is a sweet soul. You He's know? so good. But I'm not that into it to want to live in that house. Um, but I did go through the photos. They remodeled it. It looks nice. It looks like an Ikea remodel, I guess. But I do love the kitchen. The kitchen has mushroom wallpaper, like... Straight out of the 70s or 80s, that nice, like, chartreuse and burnt mustard yellow. Oh, love that. And I don't remember that from the movie, but I'm very into it. And the shower off of the master bedroom could fit an entire soccer team in it, if that's what you're into. Hey. um, Packing, and does,
0: packing soccer teams into showers. It yeah.
4: has a privacy-fenced backyard. So, you know, and you get to say I live in Edward Scissorhands' house, so.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Certain appeal there, I suppose, yeah.
4: Yeah. Puff, certain appeal. pass. But boy, it was, uh, I mean, the walls and the picture, it'll be in the show notes for everyone to enjoy. Those walls are just littered with fan art and all sorts of stuff from that movie.
0: Woo! Hey, we got an F-tied to pick for next week, right? We do. Uh, I think Phoenix had a suggestion way back here. Oh, it let's was, hear it. Uh, first time I ever saw my partner naked. Ooh. Seems like a pretty good suggestion,
4: right? Yeah, let's go with it.
0: Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Why not? And hey, we're going to go with Farmer Todd on Friday. You're going to want to be here for that one. That will be another great one. Another great Bowls with Buds, which you'll be able to find at BowlsWithBuds.com or BudsWithButts.com. Buds with butts. So we'll get Farmer Todd's butt in here on Friday. That'll be good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks so much for listening, bowlers. See you Friday, and of course, every Tuesday night here on the No Agenda stream and the Bowl After Bowl stream. Until then, I'll be Sir Spencer, Wolfgang City.
4: I'll be Dame DeLorean. Mayor bowls Burn Ever Brighter.
3: Puff Puff Pass. Puff Puff Pass. Lots of weed.
2: She is stoned. Stoned on pot. She is stoned. Probably a lot of edibles. You'd like to smoke dope. She is stoned. That laugh is a stoner's laugh. Stay stoned.
6: If you're into baking, it's kind of passionate.